Ron and Fez show starts right now. One world, one sport, one ball. It all is kicking in. World Cup is uh, about to start. Today, uh, I believe they're doing like their big uh, pre-concert. And oddly enough, Black Eyed Peas are going to be there. I don't know if there's ever been any kind of opening to anything in the world that the Black Eyed Peas are not. Well, they represent the world. They do represent the world. And the strangest thing right now is they are the biggest band in the world. Uh, I saw Bono. Uh, on TV or something, and he said he can't go anywhere in the world without people playing Black Eyed Peas. Chinese people, oh, you got to check this out. Tonight, it's going to be a good night. Okay, great. So anyway, it all starts out. Now, if you want to get involved, we got a bracket league uh, going on at 202 Friends. Uh, Come over, compete against us. And uh, all the rest of the listeners, we'll put together some kind of Ron and Fez prize pack there. So go to 202 Friends. Uh, Blowhard has put this league together. And by that, I think he signed up to ESPN and an email meet. And off we go. It's going to be fantastic. Um, the main thing here is it's all about Black Eyed Peas. How can you be the biggest band in the world and have a song called Let's Get Retarded? They appeal to even retards. Hicks, have you signed up uh, for the 202 Friends uh, League yet? Oh, no, I will. T- I am tonight. Fez, have you? I have signed up and filled out my brackets. Who did you have as uh, going to be standing on the top Ju- July 11th? You know what? I went with Germany. As Ooh. I went through everything, filling out my brackets, I ended up with Germany as my World Cup champion. Of course you were. You know why? Why? They're so kind to gays and Jews. I can't. I can't back in Germany. They almost destroyed the world. Or made it better. Who knows? We don't know. We'll never know I, now. You know, I saw uh, Starship Troopers, and it looked like it was a great time there. Hicks, just on your gut, who do you think is going to win the whole thing? France. France. Oh, France. All right. Nobody for the United States of America. I want to hear some people uh, who I should put there at the top, because I did have Ivory Coast. And let's face it, folks, the guy broke his arm. And apparently uh, it was on a bong. I don't know how he did it, but somehow... He got the bong around his... I don't know what happened. Poor Drogba. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The world is about to get retarded. I like any of these kind of events. I like the Olympics. I like the World Cup. Stuff that you already have an overdose on. You know, when by the time the basketball... Uh, playoffs came in, and then that unholy thing that happened last night on ice. I don't know what your problem is with that city, Lord, but one day I'm going to make you explain it to me. I have a feeling you got a good reason. I even know most of the reasons. But uh, I am looking forward to people on an Ichiban level to let me know who I should uh, put at the top now that Ivory Coast is out. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Not much of a soccer background. Do enjoy a good bracket, though. And I want to see Mr. Rob Cross get involved in this because he's always telling me, oh, I have a soccer video game. 
Oh, I'm Mr. He actually said to me, you want to start calling me Mr. Soccer? What? I said, no. I got other stuff to do. I was coming in trying to watch soccer. Right now, I, I'm nervous about France because of what Hicks said to me. Well, didn't that guy headbutt somebody last World Cup? Was that last one? Yeah. That was, uh, what was it, Zane Zazania? Zane or something? (laughs) Duran Duran. I I saw that live. I was like, this is the shit. (laughs) I believe his name was Duran Duran. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, no one flops like the Italians. I don't know what. It's just like how easy it is to hurt Mafia Life Chris's feelings. That's how all the Italians are. The slightest brush against them, and they fucking go down. Um, Chris, you're in Fez. Hey, guys, Pepper, I'm glad I caught you before you did your brackets tonight. Uh, Over the weekend, France had a friendly against China and could not even pull off one goal, lost in an upset to a team that didn't make the World Cup, China. Uh, My my friend, you used a good word there, though, friendly. Friendly. You cannot go by the friendlies. Let me get serious here. Uh, I believe all the the games are going to be on serious, too, Fez. Right, yeah. Every single game. Yep. You know why? All here. One, uh, One world, one ball, one game. It's all right there. One satellite radio company. It's all lined up. Is there only one? Oh, yeah. I know why there's only one. I watch commercials, and I never see the word XM. (laughs) We have Sirius Radio. Great. What happened to that whole big name? Nah, stupid. It's only two more letters. Um, Let's go over here to Rube, Oklahoma City. You're on a fez. How's it going, buddies? Yeah. Telling you, man, Argentina is going to be standing atop the world come July with the best player in the world, Lionel Messi, champions, right uh, there. Yeah, and and supposedly they played terrible in all the friendlies, and then you know, but and they're just like bum fuck crazy. It kind of, uh, I kind of dig them. I'm going to put them to go far, but I'm not going to put them up at the top. Uh, by the way, if you don't want to go to Twitter and you want to sign up for the bracket leagues, you go to ESPN. Uh, well, you will have to sign up for the bracket leagues. Uh, then join the group Ron and Fez League. Password. Hey! That thing that Fez used to say. Oh, this is big. This is the biggest band in the world. You know what I like to start and call these guys? Black Abba. They are Black Abba to me. And one day, your children will go to a Black Eyed Peas fucking... Broadway show. That's scary. Here's Burton in Canada. You're on Runa Fez. Uh, it's Canada. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, you know what I don't understand is why Canada's not in the World Cup. It just doesn't make sense. Because you can't play soccer wearing a jacket. Oh, no, come on, you guys. You know what? You just don't know much about Canada. It's nice up here. Uh, I know one thing. It's tough for me to go back. Uh, Bert. Yeah. Canada, I guess you're, since you are little England, you'll be rooting England the whole way. No, I'm thinking about Germany. Maybe possibility of that. Okay. You know, you never know about that. So. Sounds very gay. All right. I got a little uh, message board you could bl- uh, join Team Fez. Team Fez picking the German team. Germany, always the big goalkeeper, mm-hmm. always a strong defense. And regiment moves as one. Moves as one. Always a strong team. Probably not a bad bet uh, for Fez Watley. Germany. Uh, Sean. Hey, boys. Yeah. I want to say uh, Netherlands 
they were really good in the European Cup. They beat Italy, France, and uh, I think they have a good chance this year. Uh, a friend of mine who follows soccer, that's his pick. Uh, the only thing is I heard last night a dam broke, so you have to be very careful there. you got to be very, very careful in the Netherlands. I don't know how they play in the wooden shoes. Uh, Anthony, you're on Rana Fez. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's looking like it's going to be Brazil for their uh, sixth World Cup this time around. they got the most balanced squad, and uh, they're the best in the world. Well, it's, very, uh, it's interesting you say Brazil because on the ESPN, if you don't want to join like separate leagues like we're doing, you can just join the big national or international ESPN uh, league. And their brackets, I believe 76% of the people have picked Brazil Holy shit. to win it all. <laughs> Um, mainly because uh, they're the Lakers. Basically, if you think of international soccer, you think of Brazil first. Just like you think of basketball, you think of the Lakers. You just can't get around it. Uh, Brian, Connecticut, you're on Runner Fez. Hey, guys. I got your sleeper for you here. Mm -hmm. Um, If uh, Cesc Fabregas has a great tournament, watch out for Portugal. They will go far, if not win at all. Uh, I hear very, I, I mean, you're saying a sleeper, but I think they're, like, ranked pretty high in the whole world, right? They're, like, yeah, third they are, in the world. I think the top three are Argentina, um, Brazil, and then Spain are the favorite favorites. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe I think Portugal is even, uh, is, is like, is ranked third. So it's tough to be a sleeper when you're third. Spain, though, that might be mine. Spain. Really? Yeah. You know, and one reason, one reason only. Vicky, Cristina, Barcelona. All because of that movie? Yes, all because of that movie and the wonderful soundtrack and the thing that they try to put out there. You made this work. Crazy pussy? Uh, 866-what-isn't, Hicks. Let's all be honest for five seconds in our life. What isn't? Um, yeah, Portugal is uh, is expected to go far. Uh, here's Hangs Left in Jersey. You're a manifest. What up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, I just want to make a little point. Did you guys know that Germany's best player and captain is out right ah, now? He's out. Ah, <laughs> shitty picks. Jakes them. Why, why don't right. these comments come up when you're filling out the bracket? Let me look. I'm going to check this on Google. All right. The guy's name is Brand New Hitler. What? Oh. Who names their kid Brand New Hitler? Oh, how I hate the Germans. Old Hitler's parents? I guess so. He never had children, did he? No. You know why? Why? Like to fuck the ass. Our Hitler loved to fuck the ass. And he would always be like, no, turn it around. It's doggy style or it's nothing. That's what he used to scream at Ava Brown. And then when he fucked her, he would actually put it on national radio. Everyone had to stop what they were doing and listen to Hitler ass fuck Ava Brown. And you wonder why they thought that they were the master race. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Kyle, you're on Fez. Yeah, you got to go with North Korea. Those guys train in secret. Nobody knows what they got. I can't go for them. They sink too many uh, uh, ships. They're the only ones getting fed in North Korea. Mm. Uh, James, Chicago, the awful city. (laughs) Sorry about your flyers last night. You gotta admit though, that was a great goal from Keane. I, I I won't I won't admit a thing. Okay. Well, I think one. How do you uh, feel about this? You made Kathleen cry. So you happy? Well, I'm sorry. You but, made a you sweet know, girl cry. The better team won. The better team won. Well, I don't. 
Oh, I BR. No one's lying about you. No one who called you a liar. We just sat here and took it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, better team won, by the way. Anyway. You know uh, what? I'm just going to stop this. I'm just okay. going to stop this. I'm not even going to hear what you have to say. Why don't you go have a fucking parade? Why don't you go follow a big silver cup down the street and have a wonderful parade for yourself? Broad Street's going to be empty again. The city of almost. No wonder everyone there has AIDS. That movie was so right. Everybody in Philly has AIDS. Um, here is um, Grizz. Grizz, you're in run of Fez. Yeah, buddy. I uh, got Australia being the big upset. I don't think they're going to go all the way, but I think they could definitely beat England in the second round. I have, that far. I have a good friend picking Australia in the lower brackets. Uh, I love this sport because I know not a thing about it. When people even bring up names, I'm like, huh? It's a girl sport for me. Well, most of my picks were just like, yeah, I know where that's at on a map. Well, you should know where all those things are on a map. It's not like there's tiny countries playing. This is World Cup. I don't know how much more of the Black Eyed Peas I could take. But it's my homes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, let it go. I forgot. This speaks to your generation. Has a band ever been assassinated? No, but we could start with these assholes. I guess just one, you know, 25% of the Beatles were assassinated. 50% attempted. Remember that guy broke in and stabbed George. What kind of fucking lunatic would want to stab the shy Beatle? David, Jersey, you're on Renefez. David, you're on the Renefez show. Hey, how's it going? Ronnie V. Yeah. I want to give my World Cup support to Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, all the way. He's, uh, well, you know, he's the beauty that was in his little Speedo on Vanity Fair. The, uh, you know, had his shirt off wearing a Speedo. And this is what's strange about soccer. We don't get it in this country. The actual front of Vanity Fair had this headline, how would you like to come on this face? And it was the biggest selling Vanity Fair of all time. That's really strange to me. Occasionally came out for that one. Uh, All right, uh, we've got uh, 301 people in our brackets right now. If I win this, oh, by the way, whoever wins this is the World Cup champion of the Ron Fez show. And that rains for four years. That's a nice long rain. Yeah. Three years after the Ron and Fez show ends. So that is just fantastic. Uh, Jimmy, you're on the Ron and Fez show. I, I said I'm pulling the Hermer card. I'm going real deep. USA. You know what? I'm, it's, it's, Jimmy, it's great to hear from a patriot for a change. I love soccer. I, I play soccer. USA is going deep. The, the Davies car wreck really screwed a lot of things up, but they got Finley up top now. And uh, Edson Buttle, a couple older heads that want to prove something before they uh, never make it there again. USA deep. Wouldn't that be great for all of us, just dancing in the street? It's a black-eyed peas. Sure. Uh, Mike, Mike Jersey, you're on running Fez. Hey, what's up, Boris? Yeah. How you doing, Ron? Um, I just want to let you know I had your back on Ivory Coast. I was telling everyone that I support them until his arm broke. But now, I honestly, I got to go with France. 
Yeah, I don't. Bar- I, I'm jumping off the Ivory Coast thing too. I'm just leaping away from Ivory Coast. All right. Um, but I do expect one of the Africans to do well. One of the African countries. They normally go on pretty uh, well. And now it's going to be, you know, playing in Africa. You could go with a Cameroon. This song I actually liked when it came out. Cameroon's great. Does South Africa have a team playing? Yeah, they do. You have to play when you're local. They're ranked like 83rd or something. But it's that kind of thing. With their home games, maybe they'll... Still uh, move on in their bracket, which would be cool. I think this is the leader of Cameroon singing this song. Will I am the Dr. Seuss of fucking rock. Alright, bring on the white girl for the hook. Biggest band in the world leading us all today. Milton, South Carolina. What's up, buddy? Yeah. How can you go against Germany when they've got a player named Sebastian Speinsteiger? All right, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) Watley's on to something. Watley, I think, has taken the pole position with his Nazi bet. Wasn't he one of the Glorious Bastards, that guy? Yeah, he was. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, not one of the bastards, though. He was one of the bad guys. Yes, I would like some of your milk. Gotta ask myself. Uh, Martin, you're in front of Fez. Hello? Yeah. What's up, buddy? I think France is gonna get killed. Oh, France and Italy. Italy is very old. And France has a crazy coach, so they're out. My pick is Spain. Crazy's good. Spain's got uh, is is my lead right now. I think I'm going Spain. Yeah. And it's all about, of course, uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Where's the love, y'all? I'll tell you where. World Cup. Let's see if Rob Cross can get into this. He's always shooting off his, uh, his, his pie hole about how much he knows about soccer and camping. This is his time to show himself. In Arizona. Well, of course. He knows. He goes like this. You want to he, goes, uh, he goes, you want anything to drink? I go, get me an iced tea. He always goes like this. Arizona iced tea. I go, whatever, Rob. It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you one iced tea is better than another. Uh, Roger, New York, you're in front of Fez. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going for uh, America to be England on yeah. uh, Saturday, and uh, I'm going with you to Spain um, to win the whole thing. Why are you picking America to beat England on Saturday? I've seen America's friendlies. They seem well-structured. They were really strong, whereas England's friendlies, will they stunk, basically. Roger, if you are right, I will go running out of my house to the nearest English pub and get the shit beat out of me. I really will. <laughs> it would be well worth it just to have a bunch of fucking soccer hooligans kicking on me. I'll be laying at the bottom of the pile with, like, my little tattered flag. 
Uh, you over to 202 Friends on Twitter. Yes, you don't know much about uh, soccer. You fell out of bracket, and now you're involved. Now you find yourself, for no apparent reason, two weeks from now, screaming because Uruguay got a goal, and you're jumping up and down because you're like, yes. You know, people go, I don't know much about it. I can't play. You don't know much about bingo. These fucking things come out. You think anyone would play bingo if there wasn't something at the end of it? No. It's only whether you win or not. It's amazing how nerve-wracking it got already. As you're looking at uh, countries like Greece, you have no idea. Do you take them, don't you? Uh, Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Justin, we got you, buddy? Going once, twice. Sold to Rick in Louisville. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Hey, pal. Hey, uh, man, y'all got this World Cup talk going, and I'm loving it. I got Netherlands versus Portugal in the final. Netherlands is kind of an unheralded team, but they got four of the greatest players, Van Bommel, Caillou, Robin, and Van Purse. These guys play on the top teams in Europe. A couple of them went to the uh, UEFA Cup finals for Bayern. These guys are loaded and unheralded. My buddy that follows soccer is, is, is taking the Netherlands. Uh, and you heard, uh, of course, Blowhard, who uh, put the league together. He was talking big about Netherlands. And then he went into a Norway thing that went on for 40 minutes, just about how it was the greatest country ever, and the first people to discover America were Vikings. And I'm like, I know. You tell me. That's great. All right, so go on over to 202 Friends if you'd like to play with us. Uh, your chance, or else you can just go to ESPN. Into those brackets, the Ron and Fez League, you sign up, it's all free, and we'll put together some kind of uh, Ron and Fez prize pack for the King of World Cup. Not just, just being the King of World Cup would not be enough, because it's a title you hold for four years. It's not like being uh, Miss uh, USA. By the way, the password, hey, that's the password. Hey. Hey, buddies. Hey, buddies. Uh... Hicks, did you get that uh, video that I sent you of the little girl? Yes, I did. All right, let's uh, come over. This, I believe, was this morning on the Today Show. And that's why the Today Show, Fezzi, is the greatest show in the history of the world. It runs live. And as a, this is what the tagline is for the Today Show. Any fucking thing can happen with the Today Show. Uh so it's a little girl, and I guess there was some kind of murder that took place in her town. So uh, she knew the girl that you know was involved, something like this. I don't even know the, I don't even know the backstories because I don't watch the fucking Today Show. <laughs> what am I going to get up like a fucking idiot and turn on a TV show and hear women talking about bags? But anyway, uh, this little girl's on the Today Show, and she's just as cute as a button, and she's grabbing America's hearts right now. Let's give her a listen. Can we go back to March 17th, that day that those text messages were exchanged between Josie and Wayne? You were in school with Josie. You, you heard about the text? You saw them? I only saw two. You saw two? Did you see the one where he threatened her to kill her? No. You did not. Which ones did you see? Um, the one where he, she calls him a rapist and she calls him a cunt. I mean, he calls her a cunt. Um, we just have to be careful with our language. Okay. Little, but that's How adorable she is. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. 
Let's go back and, and hear it again. She's just the sweetest little thing. The one where he, she calls him a rapist and... Huffington Post sucks. She calls him a cunt. I mean, he calls her a cunt. Okay. Um, we just have to be careful with our language okay. a little bit. That's all right, sweetheart. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, first of all, the Today Show. This is the second time cunt came up on the Today Show, I think, in a year. Jane Fonda oh, yeah. brought it up last year. And I think I think she said Nixon can lick her cunt. I don't know what she said. Hot. Whatever she, yeah, whatever she said, she put it out there. and she Then she got up and she started jazzercising. She constantly is jazzercising that woman. She's got to keep in shape. She, she's the one who started that, and then she had to replace her hips. <laughs> hips are supposed to last a lifetime. Are they, though? Um, I don't know. It depends. You can't overlive. You yeah, know, you start know. eating well, and everything gets fucked up. You got to go out early. You got to James Dean this shit. <laughs> His hips were fine. Well, not at the very last second, Fez. They were all wrapped <laughs> inside of an engine. Um, but the interesting thing there to me, and obviously it's a generational thing. When I was a kid, you could stop traffic by saying the word cunt and mixed company. Anything that you did, if you know, you could get it, you could say whatever you wanted. But if you called a girl a cunt, her dad and uncles were showing up at your fucking house to beat up you and your family and burn your house down. It was considered the worst thing ever. And then uh, girls and women embraced the word, word cunt. And now here she is on the Today Show and doesn't even realize she's crossed the line. Hicks, all the girls you grew up, they were fine with cunt. Um, up until probably 2000, it was still fucking taboo. But still in 2000, it broke. Yeah, yeah two, I'd say in 2000, in the fucking new millennium, is when it fucking people were finally, <laughs> fuck it, cunt's not that bad, whatever. It's a but, brave new world. See, <laughs> A cunt was one of those things that you would say, guys would say, locker room, yeah. bar, whatever. But even if, like, you didn't call a girl a cunt, even if, like, you were at a party, you would fucking say, like, uh, if you called your buddy a cunt, suddenly, like, whoa, dude, there's ladies present. <laughs> really? This is, this is the one word? You could say pussy, you could yeah. say twat, slit. Nothing bothered them till you got to cunt, and then they were... Furious with you. It was a terrible thing to say for um, a long, long time. There had to be a certain woman who made this okay, though. I mean, normally it would be like a you know a stand-up comic or something, but at some point um, they became a okay with the word "cunt." It's very strange. I because um, it's still kind of it's still I'm not used to being able to say it openly. Mm -hmm. It's still very fucking. Uh, it's it's. It's you still, still some of a culture. I'm scared. I was scared of it up until yeah. this morning. Like, I, wait a minute. Is it all right for me to start saying this already? Yeah. You were you. So even for you, right? Yeah. Even for you, uh, you said to yourself, mm, maybe this is a word I shouldn't use. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'd be wary still. I mean, Jesus it was Christ. the c word before we had an n word. <laughs> he called me the c word. If your sister told you. Someone called her a cunt, you'd be like, let's fucking go. Just point him out to me. What? Stay in the fucking car, but point that fucker out to me. It's always funny when you tell, like, I'm going to go take care of this thing. You stay in the car. Like the car is safety. Um, Dave, you're on Renafez. Yeah, my wife will freak the fuck 
out if I call her a bitch or saying she's being a bitch, but cunt is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Cunt, she's fine, but she doesn't like bitch. Oh, she hates bitch. But you, she can be being a cunt all day long, but she's being a bitch. She's uh, ready to throw down. Fine. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I think everybody should have one word to say. I'm not fucking taking that anymore. Um, Matt, what do you got for me, buddy? Hello? Matt, what do you got? Yeah, it was the vagina monologues, man. That's when it started to be okay to say cunt. Uh, good point. I I think you might be right about that one. Might, uh, you might be right about that. That, that might turn around. Sense. That's when the women took back the night. They <laughs> took the night back. It didn't belong to them. They said, fuck it. Let's go out there, talk about our cunts, take the night back. Those take the night back protests are always weird. Um, well, the night is back, though. We're fine. <laughs> now we're fine. We've got the night again. Uh, thanks to some great stand-up comedians and poets. The night belongs to me. My cunt will go out anytime it pleases. What about the rapists? Uh, John, yeah. I like to take back the night for the rapists. John, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I uh, called my sister's friend a cunt right in front of my mother. I didn't know what it meant. Heard the big kids say it, and I got dragged into the bathroom, got a bar of soap shoved in my mouth, and I had no idea what for. And is that the first time you ever thought to yourself, pussy tastes awful? See, that's why a lot of guys do not want to uh, perform cunnilingus, because they feel like they can't be all that safe about it. Look at poor Chris Stanley. This is a... A filthy mouth son of a bitch. Yeah. As a matter of fact, David Mamet said to me, and this is my best friend now, David Mamet said to me, um, the guy with the long hair, he goes too far. Oh, really? I don't like his laugh. He goes, it just goes too far. And that's David fucking Mamet. He called me out? Yeah, but silently because he's afraid of you. Well, that's good, I guess, that he's afraid. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron? Yeah. Uh, I think Con uh, broke in like 2004 when Larry David said it. On Curb, um, he had a whole, like, cunt episode. Yeah, they they did the thing where Larry was supposed to put beloved oh, yeah. aunt, and there was a misspelling in the paper, and it was beloved cunt. <laughs> and um, one of the funniest episodes great. of TV in history. Thank God for HBO. By the way, uh, thanks to Anthony, I went over and watched the Curb Your Enthusiasm. On TV Guy Channel? On TV Guy Channel. Which, why don't we have that spot, Fez? You should be reading that. Yeah, it, it hasn't come up on our schedule yet. you got to go after it, big man. You're, you're a sales boy. And Ant's just reading the shit out of it yesterday. But I said to him, it's going to have scrolling on the bottom. He said, oh, no, it won't. And I said, it's going to be bleeped out. It's bleeped, and while you're watching the show... They're telling you what's going to be on television that night. It's yeah. all in the bottom. I thought they would maybe, I heard about this, I thought they would maybe stop that for fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's crazy. It's fucked up. Like, I'll go through um, the regular guide on your cable or whatever, your direct TV, yeah. and the TV Guide channel will have TV shows on it. But I know there's a scroll there, so why would I watch it? It's a fairly it, good-sized scroll, too. It's a third of the fucking screen. Well, they want to promote their channel. That's the whole reason. <laughs> what other reason would you go to that fucking channel? Some kind of... Uh, don't they only do, like, red carpet wrap-ups or something? Well, well, it's mm -hmm. like the majority of the programming. Yeah. And then the... Uh, what the funny thing is, I watched it in the afternoon, but all the spots for it were 3 o'clock in the morning, dick creams and, you know... <laughs> you, it, like it, sounded like, it sounded like fucking Fez was doing the read. Um, here's... Uh, uh, Brian and Phil, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, 
front. Yeah. Um, that movie Kick Ass over the summer. They had uh, the twelve year old girl, Hit Girl. She mm. dropped the cunt uh, bomb and kicked ass in that movie. Yeah, she did, and that was one of the things that made it controversial. Yeah. And it's the other reason, the first time G-Baby ever masturbated at the theater, he said, was when that little girl said uh, that. But they're like, well, this is terrible language. And But the point is, she has a cunt. I mean, oh, if yeah. anyone should be able to say it, she. But the little girl with a little cunt should. Take it back tonight. She took back tonight. <laughs> at that th age? Yes. That, well, she took back the afternoon. She took back the dusk. Uh, she's allowed to be out until the street lights are on. All right. Uh, and I remember being uh, little, and my mom said, I want you to come in when the street lights are on. When I was like five or six, that was the thing. When the street light pops on, now you got to come back in. You can be out on the street, come back in. And I said to my mom, all the way on? She's like, you're such a dick, dude. <laughs> you mean all the way on? Sometimes it's dim. Yeah, it's not a fucking Olympic torch. It starts small and it comes up. There's it's a fader on that. It's a campfire we're dealing with. All the way on, Mom. Uh, and then we would literally try to kick out a streetlight or knock it out with a fucking rock. To have the thing of, hey, what am I supposed to do? Um, Mike, Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? I got an interesting story for you. At my college, I was walking down the hall and there was a bake sale going on. I took a little closer look. It was for the vagina monologues, and they were selling what was labeled as cunt cake and coochie cupcakes. I, they I, literally I, had a pussy on them. Uh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> 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 so there's an actual... Severed pussy lips? Yes. This is how terrible this play was. Worst Cannibalism. Worst ever. Or best. Um, <laughs> but see, here's the double standard. If my buddy Hicks got a truck that said cunt cakes and start driving it around town, that? he'd be arrested. <laughs> he already has the truck. He just doesn't have a recipe. You got a nice decal. I remember putting a Jesus fish or something. Oh, God, how you love the fish. Do you ever put fish inside your fish? Sometimes. Is that like a fun decal? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the fish fucking decal. What's the big deal? Oh, they were on Jimmy Fallon last night. I bet you didn't even stay up for it, did you? No, no, I was passed the fuck out. Sure. Whatever. There's Aaronette. Aaronette's still around. Are you a uh, Are you a napper? Oh hell yeah! I love napping yeah. it up. Because I notice, like you're one of those people. You come back with the emails, except for what I consider nap time. <laughs> and then like I'll hear from you sometimes three o'clock in the morning. Hey man, uh, I'm all over it. It's like he just wakes up crazy on a weekend. Oh yeah. I'm just sitting in front of the computer after I've fucking woken up all groggy and fucking whacked out. All I gotta do is look at you and I think I gotta take back tonight. I got really? to. Really? Yes. Me? Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine being a young lady walking down the street and you see Hicks coming the other way? Maybe if the hair's down, my guy pulled back. No, when the hair's down, you actually look sweeter. You look like you're okay. When you pull it back, you look like some uh, like scary picture that Pixie drove you. <laughs> Well, if I keep the hair down, I'll just fucking start a meatloaf cover band. Is she selling any of the uh, the drawings of you? I believe she has an Etsy account. I don't know what that means. That's like a it's a website that has where you can start your own store. Where people sell their crafts or whatever. I'll get yeah. the exact link for it. Because it's really great, and I just want her to put at the bottom that this man eat your child. <laughs> just uh, just because you look like a monster. The, yeah, you look like the worst person alive. It looks like hey. Uh, Shrek, you started to work blue. Well, it was also in the worst bar of all time. It was just the grimiest fucking shithole. So let's blame that on your appearance. Well, you know, the, the, the fucking background should take some uh, responsibility. Okay, all right. Yes. You know what? I, I'm not just saying it's you. It's you and your environment. Bad lighting did this. 
Uh, Aaron, Indiana, you're on Fez. Hey, Ryan B. Yeah. Um, do you think we could uh, get a phoner with uh, Davey Red McDonald on his soccer picks? Uh, I really... I don't, you know, I mean, I've talked to him, uh, I've texted back and forth with him a couple times. He's always free to call, but I'm not going to bother the guy. Uh, You said he went to Costco yesterday, that was one of his options? I believe so, yeah. And he's looking at some Jersey radio stations? Yeah, that was the last update I've uh, gotten. Um, Obviously, all we want him to do is something with his career. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to feel so bad if he doesn't, you know, stick with his career. If he goes down North Carolina, I'll I'll be heartbroken. He's, but you know, it's not like even if he does that, there's not like there's not radio there no, or yeah, something. I mean, yeah. he's really a fucking funny guy. Um, Comedy Central is doing another roast, and this time, David Hasselhoff. Uh, you want to see the Hoff get roasted? I guess so. Yeah, he's such an asshole and a bad father. I'd like to I'd like to see that. But the thing is, he's one of those guys that he's going to be like, I don't care. Go ahead and say it. Uh, I don't want to see this. I think he's too sad of a figure now to actually roast. I see what you're saying. It's almost like it wouldn't be so funny if it was a homeless roast. Right, yeah. Where Wait it's... a minute. A homeless roast. Homeless guys <laughs> fucking roasting other people. Sound on a memo to Opie. Just put at the top of it. It's happening. And then put to it. I only want to tell you this in person. It's about a homeless roast. It would be it. great for you. But I don't want somebody else to steal it. Yeah, the jokes are going to be about, it. does your 17-year-old have another ambulance ready? Or some cheeseburgers. Oh, there he is, laying on the fucking floor all fucked up. Yeah, he can't seem to kick, can he? No, he loves the fucking booze I mean, once this fucking video is out of you, if you don't kick, you know, even if you somehow manage your drinking, you're an animal. Anyone sees you with a beard and they think you're just going to turn into a scumbag. Passed out shirtless in front of your fucking kids. He just Uh, went to... he just went to the emergency room again like a couple weeks ago. There's the burger. Where, the, again, the kid had to call because we know who the uh, parent is in this family. It's like she's raising this guy. Um, my biggest problem with the comedy roast is and why I, I never watch them. Somebody's going to get up, do a drunk joke about him, make fun of him. You're going to go... Oh, shit, son, and everybody's going to be laughing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then we've got to hear another 200 punchlines that are the same thing. You know, they all just keep beating the same thing as they're making fun of the, uh, somebody else's old vagina. You think Baywatch will come up? Gaywatch will be used. <laughs> Baywatch, more like Gaywatch. He'll try to I, go along with it for a while, and then what will happen is there will be another binge-drinking episode right after the roast should be during the roast. Fuck it. Just drink hard? Yeah, he's got to liquor it up and make a scene. Um, they turned down James Cameron. Uh, James Cameron uh, offered to come in and, and fix the oil uh, slick down there in the Gulf. Uh, he had, I think, a perfect idea, something that would have worked. Uh, blue people riding giant dinosaurs. Uh, they turned him down. Now, Kevin Costner is down there. Um He's saying that he can help out. I guess he does something with the ocean here, something. And he says, I'm not here because I heard a voice in a cornfield. Oh, brother. <laughs> Is he having a laugh? <laughs> uh, when you want to, here's the thing. We really got a fucking big problem here, Kevin Costner. Stop bringing up a movie from like 20, 25 years ago. 
Should have up the postman. I'm the postman, and I'm here bringing bad news about the golf. Wait a minute. Aren't you Tom Petty? Aren't you the real Mick Fleetwood? I'm here to save our water world. It, it, it is in such fucking dire thing. I saw a video on there today that was just so depressing. A guy swimming around in the oil. Uh, it's just fucking awful. Just terrible where we are right now. Hey, how the new kids doing? I see you running around. They're good. They're good. You liking the new guys? Yeah, new guys, new crew. It's good. Not that bad at all. You liking the new crew? Do they all got nicknames yet? Not yet. It's coming though. I want them to each nickname them for themselves first, and then decide whether we give it to them. Or all right. <laughs> I just like because that's how we got the Flash. Really? That's why. <laughs> yeah, the Flash. Did not, we wouldn't fucking nickname him then. Now go to two two friends to help Franklin win the Pepsi Refresh grant that he's going for. Two two friends, there's a link there. Vote for Franklin so he can win this Pepsi contest. I think there's about 20 days left to vote, so make sure you go to two two friends and hit that link there. All right. Uh, we went over to try to buy the picture of Hicks, and it says uh, it's closed right now. Uh, be, and she'll reopen it when she goes to Portland. I guess uh, her those guys are moving to Portland. That's what they've been saying for a while now. Uh, what are you gonna do? You gotta pack up your account and put it in a suitcase? No, I don't get it. You've drawn a beautiful picture, Pitsy. Uh, we're already over four hundred and fifty people playing our World Cup game. So if you win this one, you know you did something. Uh, Bill, Georgia, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I don't know if you saw where Troy Aikman and Drew Brees have invested in a product that cleans up that oil and water. They were on, uh, I think, Fox yesterday talking about it. I did not see that, but I will say this. Drew Brees may be the greatest American we have right now. I think he's a showboater. He's just going down there. He's, he's using all the catastrophes for his own popularity. I think he's a... Uh... Uh, a great athlete and a, and a great guy. He can't be a showboater with that shit on his face, really. He's showboating that he doesn't care one way or another. What's wrong with that? He's taking back the night. I don't blame him. Him too? Yes. Wait, the men are involved in this now? I'm actually, I actually wrote in, I can't take back the night. I like to get some sleep. I got movies and I like to go to sleep. You're a night owl. Then I might do taking back the night and just like put a picture of like a medieval night there. Make it like a little Snoots cartoon for everybody. Oh, cool. Would, he, would Snoots be in the armor? Uh, yeah, he would. Uh, and then just like a little hard-on coming out at the bottom. That's a hell of a hard-on. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I think they, you know, they have slits. And I don't want to offend any women by saying that. But armor has slits, much like a woman's crotch. Um, and she called him a cunt. Oh, I'm sorry. He called her a cunt. Adorable kid. Get straight, kid. Jesus Christ. You know they're flying back home somewhere right now with their mother screaming at her. Did you have to, out of all the words, that's what you have to say on the Today Show? This is worse than the murder. Um, Fezzy, did you get an official uh, soccer jersey yet? U.S. soccer jersey? No, I haven't gotten one. Might be good if you wear that. Might be fun for all of us. Turn yourself into Mr. Soccer. Yeah, soccer jerseys look good. Yeah, they do. Especially when you're when you're ripped. 
you know, because he's got a Ronaldo build about him. Uh, Paramount and MTV Films uh, confirmed today they are developing a movie based on the Tom Cruise raunchy producer Les Grossman uh, from the 2008 Tropic Thunder. He came out at MTV and played the uh, Les Grossman part far more than jumping on a, a couch. This goes to show me how nuts just not Tom Cruise is, but all of America. And movie studios. Two fucking words for you, Tom Cruise. Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. Tom Cruise is really trying to show everyone, no, he's not weird. He's fun. He's the fun person. The guy smiles constantly. That's why he, he looks always, nuts. But he always has. If you go back to his early thing, his smile and sunglasses is what he was known for. He's a Chester cat. Uh, at some point, people decided he was crazy. But now... You do have to get into this thing of, hey, look at me. I'm like Captain Kirk. I don't give a fuck. I'm acting nuts. I think that makes him look more crazy. Well, you would know. That's the beauty of it. I've had my experiences with crazy. Maybe we should uh, join Scientology, Fez. I tried to talk him into it. But he doesn't want to do anything that could make him better. Help the E-meter. I told him either join Scientology or take your shirt off, get a cat of nine tails, and just keep smacking yourself on the back till you fucking pull out of it. Go Catholic on this deal. Um, by the way, a strange fucking story. All right, the Empire State Building, Fez, they light it up and they put certain colors. And they'll do it for anything, right? Mm, right. Uh, you know, you, uh, if it's Fourth of July, it's red, white, and blue. Then it's like Polish Day. You have their Simpsons have something. They do it. Won't do it for one person, one controversial figure, Mother Teresa. How is Mother Teresa controversial to them? Um, I, I think it has to do with the religious part of it. Fez is uh, outraged. He's with me uh, 100% on this. Um, let's go over here to uh, Phil. Phil, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, hi, guys. Love the show. Yeah. Hey, I have an Ichiban for you. Then let me hit this. Ichiban. Ichiban is uh, Asian for We Miss You, Dave. <laughs> you know how uh, there's fantasy football yeah. where you pick players and you get points for their performance? Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, uh, an article in today's uh, Maureen Dowd Times report. That's, it's a, a school in Landon, uh, Montgomery County. And what they're doing is the freshman boys are picking girls as part of their fantasy team. And then they try to have sexual encounters with them, uh, and they get points for it. And then at the end of the season, uh, they have payouts. So this is actually a real thing that's going on? Yeah. It's, it's in uh, a suburb, Washington. Yeah, suburb. I, know, I know Montgomery County very well. Um, it's Landon. Oh, right? Landon? Okay. That, actually, that's where um, most of the D.C. radio stations, I believe, are in Landon. Oh, okay. Um, all right, we'll have to check that out. She wrote about this in the New York Times today? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll take a look at it. Thanks. All right, bye. Um, here is uh, John. John in South Carolina. You're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I don't know if you uh, remember, but there was some controversy either like last year or the year before when they lit up the Empire State Building red for the Chinese. Um, but they light it up for everyone. I, I just don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, but it just—it's just fucked up that like they'll light it up for 
the red Chinese commie bastards, but they can't give a little love to Mother Teresa and her little Indian orphans. You know? uh, here's what um, what actually went down with that whole thing, too, is they found out Mother Teresa, she traveled all over the country, all over the world, actually. And she was rat hole and coke the whole time. <laughs> and that is what the problem is. Holy shit. Uh, Bill O'Donnell. Uh, Fez, you might be familiar with him. He's up in arms about this. And he says if they don't do something um, for Mother Teresa, he's going to have people have sex in public places. And I said, okay. And it sounds like a cute idea, Bill. Do not cross the line. It's like a bizarre And world. I said, would you be doing this? And he goes, no. I'm a grown man who says he's a Catholic, yet never got married, not with a woman. Got to read your catechism. You're supposed to spread that seed, my friend. Um, let's go over here to Justin Yermanifez. Ronnie, I'd like to nominate those boys up there for the Beanie Cup. Just when we say that the youth doesn't have any motivation or willingness to go be go-getters, they, they prove us wrong. Things are going to be okay. Let me just say this. You can't be more gay than sitting around having a, a fuck contest with other guys. That's creepy as shit. It's just a totally gay thing to do. What did you do with your dick? I don't know. What did you do with yours? Tell me about it, though. Uh, yeah, let's uh, go over it. Give me every detail. Tate, Florida, you're on the fence. Morning, gentlemen. Yes. Uh, I just want to give you all an Ichiban. Okay. Uh, Walton County down here in uh, Florida is offering a great job right now, twenty upwards 20 bucks an hour, to walk around the beaches with a little stick prodding along, you know, seaweed that's washed up looking for oil. 20 bucks an hour to walk around blue jeans, sweat your bag off. It is fucking hilarious to see those, some of these dregs. It's like Deja on your job. Well, 20 bucks exactly. an hour is, <laughs> now you're strong, you're getting a tan, and you can do it in your shorts. Shit, that's a great deal. It's like someone giving you 20 bucks an hour to go looking for seashells. And it's a job you can easily do drunk. I'll, I'll, I'll sign... Uh, Walton Beach, a really nice area up there in the Panhandle, waiting for this oil cloud to come upon them. And I just say drill, baby, drill. We've got to drill deeper, closer, and often so we can get up the oil that we already lost. The great thing about that oil thing, ships can uh, drive right through it now and fill up. So it's fucking, you know, it works out for big business. You're just filling up as you're driving along. Holy shit. They put up the signs on the beaches there in Florida, the over-obvious ones where it's, if you see oil in the water, don't go in it. See something, say something. See something, say something. That's what you got to do out there. And really, don't act like you've never been in a pool and suntan oil with some flying around, so it's probably the same kind of thing. Uh, we're at 481 right now for people signing up for our big fantasy league, 481. You got to see who wins World Cup. Uh, still no word from Rob Cross. None. I bet he's over there with his soccer magazines, trying to go through them one at a time. He's like buying those. They have fantasy sports magazines. Think he's, yeah. he's subscribing to those oh, right now. Of course he is. Of course he is. You gotta get them points up. Now HTG is running one for the hardcores, and that is people who are. It is a fantasy league. I haven't signed up for it. You know, I would just be, you know, it's one thing to be throwing darts. Maybe I'll hit a lucky Spain, you know. 
Maybe Uruguay will go further. But I really don't know the players. I'm going to pick Rooney right off the bat. Well, it's okay. I didn't know shit about football when I signed for the Ron Fez draft. And you were fucking strong as hell. Yeah, because I picked Tony Romo and Terrell right. Owens like it was three years Do you ago. you want to be in HDG's uh, fantasy thing, too? We'll run dubs. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll right. jump in. HDG, put that up on, uh, uh, send that into Hicks, and we'll get it up on 202 Friends. If anybody wants to play the fantasy. Fez, you think you can pull this off? Yeah, I'd like to try this. Do you know any play- How many players can you name? Um, all I know is Drogba from the Ivory Coast, who's not even playing. You know the guy who's hurt. Yeah. All right, take him. I know, broken elbow. Uh, you know how he hurt it? Drop it at the top of the elbow during a fucking soccer fight. Just dropped it down. I think off the top of the goal. Wrestling fan? Mm. Uh, why don't we do this? Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about this upstate New York cop. Uh, he pleaded guilty to misconduct for taking three uh, pizzas as payment for covering up a woman's traffic ticket. And that's not the weirdest uh, thing that he's done yet. Three, uh, three pizzas and this deal's over. What a Barney Fife asshole he is already on the three pizzas. That's what sounds so lame. But it gets even weirder. We'll be right back. Ron Fez. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197 XM 202. Virus. All right, but apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, the fresh water system, and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? Brought peace. Oh, peace. Shut up. Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, during a break, Fezzy, I was looking over the Fantasy League mm-hmm. that HTG has put together. This is how tough it is. You get a set amount of money. So if you take a Rooney or a Messe or one of the great players, that's going to hurt you somewhere else, like with your defenders and all. This is much tougher than the Bracket League. The Bracket League is open for uh, schlubs like ourselves. Um, and here comes Rob Cross. Mr. Soccer, he likes to call himself. <laughs> and I see you got a racing form there in front of you. What, a racing form. what are you picking? I, I had to get a piece of paper that had the groups on it because I can't keep this shit straight. Now, who are you betting? Phoenix? Like yeah, uh, every I, single I, like event? Like everything else, I like the Suns. Suns, like the uh, Suns, Suns that go the whole way? Diamondbacks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Certainly not the Diamondbacks. Now, here's the problem for you. You're always uh, you're saying to yourself... You call yourself the White Pele. That's right. And you know everything there is to know about soccer. In the short time we p- pulled this up now, and the show's only been on an hour, 500 people now are So i, I got to take down 500 people to you, win this. Yeah, and there's you, not any money on the line. Yeah. That's right, this, Mr. Soccer. Yeah. This could be really tough for you. Now, on the gut, who is it? Who's a country you think is going to do real well? I, I mean, you know, on the gut, you got to always go with, like, Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they always do. Like you said, they're the Lakers of soccer. Yeah. 76% of the people have picked Brazil to win this. Jesus. Which but is I, one reason why I don't want them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think i got to root for Argentina. 
Yeah, it's I like simply because Diego Maradona is the the coach. And we were trying to remember his name yesterday. Yeah. We were talking about this. That guy's a fucking psychopath. He said if they win. He would take off his clothes and run through the streets of Buenos Aires naked. He said that? Yeah. Did you see the other quote? When they qualify, I guess they had some trouble qualifying uh, back in October, and he goes, uh, he's talking about the press, and he's like, uh, they can suck it and they can carry on sucking it. This is for the people of Argentina, not, right. for, not for the media. <laughs> right, but the people of Argentina would like to go to the World Cup. You're not somehow <laughs> being anti-press by losing. And he's a, he's a former drug addict, right? How former, is this guy the coach? He's former a drug addict and former experience. greatest player in the world. There's oh, a lot of people who say he was the greatest when he played. Yeah, but he did you look at his coaching experience? Yeah. It's like uh, nothing. He coached like two club teams. But in I, I think it would be tough for us, like if Michael Jordan said, hey, I want to co- coach the U.S. Your, basketball team. Yeah, if he said that, we'd go, fuck yeah, we want Michael Jordan in there. And then Jordan's going to show up. He's going to be, you know, bringing chicks and gambling and, and having a Jordan time. But everybody would get free shoes. Um, <laughs> so, so, I, I, so I guess I got to... I'm trying to decide right now if I if I take my brackets like if I go with my heart and want you uh-huh. know I, and want Argentina to win because it's a great story and because I mean they have like if you look at their roster they have a sick list of players yeah like their forwards the four forwards they have are like I mean it's a, they they they'd start on any club team right. you know in in any of the best club teams in the world so I like to say what Brazil makes the world takes that's what I always like to say <laughs> <laughs> they are the Trenton right now of uh, of soccer. Uh, so is Brazil your pick then? No, my pick was Spain, and I did that yeah. based on uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, just a really uh, great Woody Allen film. <laughs> I, I, I uh, Spain, yeah. I mean, they have as good a chance as Brazil of winning. But yeah, I, there's there's quite a few teams that Germany, that Fezbrop, Netherlands, England's got to be in it. Italy has yeah. a chance to repeat. I think only seven teams have ever won the World Cup in history. Is that true? Yeah. Only seven teams in history. So you might as well pick one of those seven. Um, I mean... Or is it time to break history? You know, right now you see North Korea up and coming. They're hungry. They want to make <laughs> things happen. <laughs> Literally hungry. <laughs> like if anybody could give them any food, it would be great. Um, I, but, so, so I think I'm leaning towards Argentina right now. But 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 their coaching situation is going to be a mess. You know that you you know that's going to like that like Germany's a great pick because they can they play like really precision football and they'll just they uh, they'll bore you to death. They'll bore you to death and then uh, win uh, one nothing. Uh, the only thing I worry about with Germany is they get carried away with Poland. They've done it before. <laughs> they'll roll in early, hours before the match is supposed to start. Do they know take they, over? <laughs> do they know they don't get to keep the countries they beat? Um. But then there's also this other league that's going to be only for the people who know what they're doing. HTG has put together, and that is a fantasy league. And I think that would take a little more time well, to put yourself together. Is that a player-based thing? It's a player-based thing. Now, what happens there is, like, you and I, unlike the kind of fantasy we play, we could each take the same players, but you've got to make it sit inside a certain budget. So oh, they'll Jesus. give you... I, like, if we started now, I don't know if we'd have time to even... Yeah, I think get that, a team together by yeah, the time the World I Cup think, starts. Uh, I think if you really sat down and worked on it, maybe you, no food today, no sleep tonight. Wait, so is it a draft or is it like the, each player no, has a certain a dollar Everybody value can go in, and... but you have to spend inside your budget. So you, you and I could be playing against each other, and we might have you know four or five of the same players. But is that based on the World Cup or is that based on club soccer? Because there's like the, the the countries aren't paying the players to play like a club team would, right? They're just right. Playing. That's why this is fantasy, but it is based on their international play. Huh. Um, 
It's not draft. You just go in and pick. But you have to be able to to have that kind of a good general manager mind of if I'm going to go and spend all my money on a big, um, let's say, goalie, then where do I have my lesser players? You right. know, you're going to have to know not just the star players, but those B and maybe even a C player who is not going to hurt you. But then, to some extent, isn't it just who goes furthest in the cup? Like, don't you just want to pick the guys who are going to who, who play for like Brazil, Spain? Sounds like a know, good idea. England and but just remember, load up on those dudes. They can also make mistakes if you can afford it. Right yeah. now, I'm just uh, I'm going to spend most of my money on Woody Harrelson for making that goal. Did you see the goal? Yep, saw the goal. That was the world's slowest goal. <laughs> Somebody got paid off in ganja. Uh, because I could have blocked that one. All right, Rob, so uh, why don't you do this? You want to take a little time for this? I am going to need some time. What do I do? I gotta, do I got to come back later with my entire bracket filled well, out? Would you rather do it tomorrow once you're I, locked in? I mean, in? I, I could do the big reveal tomorrow. You right, know, let's before, do the big You guys are on before the cup starts, right? Yeah, it we will be. until, until noonish, right? But I, I think it'll be locked down. I don't know when exactly this... Game is locked down sometime either tonight or tomorrow before it starts. All right, yeah, because so I'd, I'd get them in early. I, I, you know, if you watch club soccer, you know the, what teams the guys are on. Maybe like you know club wise, but you have no idea what country they're from. Rob, you're starting to sound like you want to wait. I'm go home looking let, for excuses. You, is what you I'm looking sound for. like you want your husband to help you with this when you get <laughs> home really later. <laughs> I'm still playing. I just want him to help. Yeah, I got to disclaim before. Don't I, you always uh, hate that when some receptionist just comes in with a great bracket? Oh, my husband. We didn't invite him. We thought you were easy pickings. I'm going to have my four-year-old daughter fill my bracket up. Oh, isn't that the sweetest thing? Ain't it sweet? that in. Yeah. And, the, and the really cute thing, it's his, not his real daughter. He adopted, abducted her. That's a tough <laughs> word for me, Fez. She, she's got Candyland going into, at least to the final four. I don't think kids know what Candyland is anymore. I'm not sure if a child knows what a board game is. She likes all the one-namers, like your kakus, cacaos. Oh, who doesn't know, like, like that? Oh, yeah, I, I like that. That's, in fact, that's how I'm going to win HGG's league. I'm just going to get. I'm going to spend big on one-namers. Well, I was thinking about <laughs> going about to anybody who has Ron in their name. There seems to be for a last name. Ron is very big with those people. Just pick the hottest guys. Yeah, just pick the best-haired soccer studs. I don't know if there's such a thing as an ugly soccer player. That's the pro- that's one of the reasons Americans hate it. There was uh, there was something on the internet yesterday where they had the entire like Spanish team lined up, and it was like uh, these dudes look like they were in some sort of fucking catalog. It's just not fair. You uh, are making me really uncomfortable. I know because I got Fez as a partner. That's <laughs> yeah. that you could say stuff here that I, you wouldn't say on O and A. That's right. I'm going to go with uh, whoever looks the best shirtless. That's all right. My there team. you have. There's Rob Cross. <laughs> all right, buddy. I appreciate right. it. We'll check in with you tomorrow. And uh, find out how he picked. Fez, you did all your bracket stuff late last night, but tonight you're going to try it on the Fantasy League. I'm going to try to get in on this Fantasy League, spend my money wisely. Yeah. I'll see if I can't get Blowhard in on the Fantasy League, too. Uh, the one that he put together for us, we're over 500 people. Very, very surprising. I, I, I was actually just sitting, I don't think we could have done this four years ago. I don't think, you know, I think five, four years ago, I think we would have had four people playing. And one of them would have been GVAC under two different names. So if you want to get in on the bracket, that's 202 Friends. Go there. Click the link. Of course, the group is Ron and Fez League. And the password is hey. Now, you could also, if you don't uh, want to, uh, you know, or you're not part of Twitter, you can go over to ESPN. Just go into there. Sign it. Go to the Ron and Fez League. Password hey. You're in. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll come up together with some kind of. Uh, prize pack for the World Cup winner or the World Cup champion. 
I can't wait to jam it up for this uh, soccer uh, fantasy league. I, I really got into the fantasy sports from that fucking football league we did. The, the, the And I, to really be totally honest about this, it may have ruined football for me. And I hated fantasy sports for a reason. I don't want to not sit there and enjoy the game. Last year, because of our stupid fantasy league, I'm watching that and Red Zone TV. I'm sitting there watching the computer. How are my players doing? And Red Zone TV. So I'm just seeing my players and whether or not they score. You need a laptop for Sunday now. And it's just, I go, I go into a room full of my fucking buddies, and they all have laptops watching their shit in real time as they're watching games. Yeah. It's bizarre. Uh, we were and they're still two. doing it because the fucking guy in, uh, they're in baseball leagues now, which I refuse to fucking touch. Yeah, it's just, uh, that's every day of your life. That's every day of your life. It's a full time job. It's, it's, it's bad enough having your Sundays ruined through fantasy sports. Um, very, very exciting, though, to see the whole world together on something. And today, uh, the, the cool thing is they're starting with this concert event. It's almost like the beginning of the Olympics. It's going to be, they said, the most watched entertainment event of the year. This is the way the people watch World Cup. We are the only country who isn't going, hey, we're not working because our team's playing. Like, you'll go to Italy, nobody will go outside during their games. Or they'll just have big screens in the squares and people will be watching and going crazy. We can't identify with that. And also the weird thing is we don't have that national thing because our football, like even the Pro Bowl, is still Americans playing Americans, so we watch it like we don't care. But imagine if it was our football players, our best athletes, playing against the rest of the world. Imagine how much we would want to say we have the best football players in the world. We can't even compare it. Because the way we are crazy about um, American football is the way the rest of the world is crazy about football. I don't, just, think, they, I don't think, think we're ever going to get to that point either in the USA. I well, mean, we, we can't because football is too big of a league. Yeah. But it doesn't, you know, the other side of it is you just don't have to be number one in everything. You know, I, I, like, I like all the Olympic events, too. I like the fact that I'm not a big soccer fan. It just comes around every couple of years, and you can enjoy it. Let's just have fun in the World Cup. What's the big deal? Although, boy, those Red Bulls have captured my imagination. Really? Yeah. I like product placement. I love Red Bull. Oh, what's not to love? It can kill you while you're enjoying it. It's something that tastes awful and can kill you. <laughs> I love things that might kill me. They're just so uh, mad that um, somebody has taken the name Coke. Uh, Paul, you're on Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Good. Getting ready for the World Cup, man. Hey, how come you haven't uh, had anybody from the U.S. soccer team on your show? You know what's really strange is that nobody from World uh, from the U.S. soccer team uh, has come through serious. And then we had a couple people um, when they were you know playing at different places. People said, "Hey, I know these guys. I can get them on the show." And we were like, "We would love to have them. We'd love to bring them in and support." And uh, no go on it. I guess they're just filed down and ready for business. But, you know, we don't even have anybody in serious. We were like, you know, I don't know whether we're covering the games internationally, but I'm not even sure if we have, like, a soccer expert here at Sirius. 
uh, Rob was checking around for us yesterday, and he didn't have a name. But you can hear every single game. Uh, it's serious. Oh, uh, we got a uh, uh, Giorgio uh, Chinaglia. Chino- I can't pronounce. It. Yeah, Chinaglia. there was a thing that we were supposed to have him on a couple years, uh, about a year ago. Yeah, when we first got here. Yeah. Um, I looked back into it. Now he's just doing ISDN stuff. He's he's doing it remotely. Yeah. But I'm just I was t- I'm talking about booking to try to see work something out. Yeah, I don't know if I want to talk to somebody remotely. I like to have him in here. He was on the Cosmos, right? That fucking crazy New York uh, soccer yeah. team in the seventies. Do you ever see that documentary? No, I, I haven't. Seen Dude, it yet. you got to see it. First of all, you know, I was talking about this yesterday with the guest that ONA had on the Lucas guy about how batshit New York was in the in the 70s. But this this soccer team uh was kind of an all-star team and New York just like fell in love with it and these guys were half naked most of the time getting whacked the fuck out at Studio 54. That sounds so fucking awesome. It was just crazy days. We might have peaked then. And it was when the mullet ruled the soccer fields. Um, actually, that was pre-mullet. Mullet, oh, really? mullet was 80s. The 70s was more of just an Irish afro that was rocking out there. Shitty mustaches. Yeah, the mustaches were everywhere. Uh, Cam, you're a manifest. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Uh, there's a thing on Huffington Post, uh, I guess a couple of days ago. You can get a 3D tour of all the soccer uh, World Cup venues if you want to check it out. Um, no. I'll just watch it on TV. How different can every, any soccer field be? Across South Africa. Uh, let's get over here to um, Carlos, your manifest. Hi, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, I was on vacation in Colombia and South America, and that whole town literally just shut down with, you know, TVs and and the most friendly people, man. They they sit there and give you liquor and sit there, and when they score a goal, man, they go nuts. Yeah, the rest of the world is into something in a big, big way. And not only do are we not into it, um, and I used to have a very big soccer prejudice, and I think it... it it kind of runs through most of us that grew up where it was in our sport, you know, where you're somehow like, that's not even fucking run around in your faggy shorts. And, you know, I mean, fucking basketball players, though, and we like that game. I didn't like it because uh, the European feeds, the TV feeds look different. And I was like, this looks like shit. I hate this fucking sport. This is whack. It doesn't take you long or much. For you to turn your back on something. Oh, not at all. You're a cynical son of a bitch, Hicks. A little bit, I guess. Yeah. There's something. You know what's wrong with you? You've poisoned yourself. On a daily basis. It's time for you to take back yourself, my friend. Take back yourself. I was bringing up this cop in upstate New York who, uh, who, who might be police officer of the year. Uh, not only did he uh, take three pizzas as a payment for covering up a woman's traffic ticket, but after they started to fuck with him a little bit about him, um, <clears throat> he confessed that he hung up his bulletproof vest on a tree and shot it two years ago, only to go around and tell people that he was shot while on duty. <laughs> Policeman of the year. Uh, there's nothing scarier than a bad cop, because when you have a bad cop... You don't even know how to fucking call the cops on them. Because if you, once you see, like, hey, this fucking cop is, like, kind of a rogue doing shit his own way, 
You don't know how far this runs. You don't even know if you're fucking dealing with a bad department. And at least, like, if you're in a big city, you can go to different people and finally some, find someone good. But if you're in some small town where they got three, four, five cops, it's not fucking hard for those guys just to decide, why don't we start running this our own crazy way, like a junior mafia? Well, you could tell this guy's a bit on the bully side. Instead of just taking money for pizza and buying it, he's forcing this woman to go get him pizzas. He's adding that extra thing to it. I think the deal might be she worked at a pizza place. Oh, okay. And, and cops, they do like fast food. It would have been funnier if it was two dozen donuts. It's so, such grimy shit for just three pizzas. It's random, too. Like, what the hell is you going to do with three pizzas? It adds up. You one person for three pizzas, another person for a half gallon of Coke. Before you have it, you get a lovely little meal. You throwing parties? You know, I, 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 I've been around places... Where uh, when the cops show up at any fast food place, just for free. Every day, you get it for free. Just get hit off. It's fucking yeah, nice. so you're acting like, well, what's the problem there? It's only, you know, a couple bucks, and it is. And that guy's going to keep an eye on things for you. I'm not saying that these cops are even crooked. But I'm saying you get that into enough fucking places in your life, you got another, you got another nice income running your way. You keep the town wired. What's also scary is that blue wall of silence or whatever, and how cops will just protect their own, even despite doing the most horrendous shit. It's the same exact thing that they get pissed at criminals for. Yeah. <laughs> like, the same exact thing that they get mad at the mafia for, they're like, hey, we keep it internally. Well, that's not being, a, that's not the law. That's just the exact opposite of everything that you're supposed to uphold. Oh, it's a crazy world. This guy's hysterical. How do you get the idea, right? I'm going to go hang up my fucking shirt and vest. I'll shoot it, then go around and tell What are you fucking getting out of that? People are now going to call you a hero for no fucking apparent reason? You fucking crazy-ass scumbag. Workers' comp? Yeah, maybe there's a little workers' comp there. And wait a minute, he's shooting it with his own gun. So what, he's right. going to say someone stole my gun and shot me with it, I guess? Well, did he shoot it with his gun, or did he have a different gun? Oh. He didn't, I don't think he shot it with his service revolver. <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> retarded. Fez is going, right. Yeah, I think that would be the fucking worst crime ever. But even now, I don't know what you get away with. Look, I got shot last night. Who did it? I don't know. I think it was an Asian. I think an Asian did it. See his face? Um, is uh, Chris your on Fez? Chris. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. First, first I want to say I really do miss Dave. But uh, my dad was a cop in uh, Philly back in the um, like early 70s, late uh, 80s. And they, uh, he would bring home everything from sneakers to food to... Uh, Tasty cakes, everything. And, uh, he was on the arm. I don't know what was going on, Ron, but yeah. my cousins would make fun of me. He yeah, uh, he kept an eye out for people, and people's like, hey, I appreciate it. Take home a case of Tasty Cakes with it. We appreciate it. Um, I, don't know, I have a story. I'm not even going to fucking tell it. Because I don't... I'll just say that there was, in a town I know, you could do some fucking dealings. That they were involved in the same thing everybody else was uh, was happy to be involved in. That's a huge surprise. How about this? You see him fucking belly up. Do it, right? In public. Bar. Who's he with? Pregnant broad. 
What the? That's what a fucked up scene that is. You know what I thought to myself? Well, now I got something on him. I'm going to keep this in the back of my mind. Now there's a little fucking shit on Ronnie B's side. Um, Jamie, Jersey, you're a manifest. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Um, I'm a restaurant manager in the Jersey Shore, and uh, every once in a while, you know, I, I take care of the cops, and they keep the hooligans out of my parking lot, and if I need uh, to toss a drunk out or two, they got my back in a big way. So, so you... Uh, I don't see nothing wrong with it. You do it more as a friendship thing. Yeah, you know, it's like community service. Uh, they never ask, but, uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll eat a check for them, and uh, if i got to call them on the fly, they're, they're, in, they're in my parking lot in record time cleaning up a mess, you know, two guys knocking the shit out of each other, that type of stuff. Now, let me ask you this, Jamie. If you had a parking ticket, right, could you give, a, could you give a guy a call? No. I honestly don't think so. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. You have a problem with what he's doing, Fez? No, I think it's, uh, you, you want your place taken care of and you're giving a meal? I, th I think it's fine. Well, it's already the guy's job, though. Yeah, but it's you. It's like tipping someone for some extra attention. To me, it's like tipping a waiter. I understand, but one of the fucking problems that we have here is what about the people who can't tip? This isn't a fucking. This isn't Atlantic City. You know what I'm saying? You're already saying rich people are going to get better service than fucking poor people. It's the same exact thing that the fucking poor people bitch about all the time. And the people who can't pay off the cops are the ones who give them the most, most of the time. Yeah. And what is the difference between I'm going to, you know, buy you a $200, $300 meal and somebody say, I'm going to buy you a 300 uh, I'm going to hand you $300 to make sure you're in a different part of town that night. What is the big difference there? Um, let's go over to um, Tom, Vegas, Sherman Fez. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Yeah. Hey, my great-grandfather, he had to pay $500 in the early 20s to become a Philly cop. He had to pay it to the uh, watch commander just to become a cop. Well, and, uh, you know, that, that's the way it was then. And he didn't retire till, uh 54. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, and I think they've probably done a lot for it, was a place that had this kind of thing that went on, you know, for a long, long time. New York City had the same kind of thing, and they had to... Come on and, and, and clean up. But I think it kind of starts with the stuff that Fez is going, hey, what's wrong with the people who have money getting extra service above the people in the fucking ghettos who don't have that money to give out? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Doug, Florida. You're on Fez. Hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you, know, you, you had a comment about the, the police officers, the, the blue line and all that stuff, uh, yeah. backing each other up. That's not necessarily true. Uh, if they like you, they back you. If they don't like you, they don't back you. Uh, uh, quick case scenario, I uh, recently divorced, uh, saw a strange license plate uh, vehicle in my driveway, wasn't familiar with it. Uh, I ran the plate. Um Come back registered to uh, my uh, ex-wife or my estranged wife's new boyfriend. Uh-huh. 18 months later, when things didn't go her way, she decided to call uh, Division and uh, rent me out. Caught me 15-day suspension for doing something that uh, I would do every day. 
just driving around running license plates. Because they thought that you were running the license plate for your own personal stuff? Right, and I never did anything with the information. And they thought that you were maybe harassing your ex-wife? Well, no, no, not even not even her, the, mm. uh, the new boyfriend. Yeah, but what I'm saying is making, you know, when, when you keep her from having a, a boyfriend or whatever, uh, it's kind of still you're harassing her life. Oh, no, no. See, I never did anything with the info. Right. She found out just through one of my kids that I had called and run the plate. I never even brought it up to her. I ran it, saw who was, I said, oh, whatever. And I mentioned in passing to one of my children who later on mentioned it to her. Um. Yeah, but like, so here's the thing. You're saying uh, that the reasoning behind this whole thing then is because the, the other cops didn't like you. They could have fucking. Uh, no, 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 not all of them. Yeah. One in particular. But you're saying that he could have covered for you and he didn't. But it was, well, he could have just let it go because it wasn't was really an infraction, but yeah. they made something out of nothing, yes. Uh, if you want, uh, all right, thanks. If you watched uh, the movie Serpico. Uh, you'll see what it was like in New York City when a cop was like, hey, there's some bad shit going on. The other cops fucking closed in on him. Closed in. Uh, Bob, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, those fuckers ought to be proud. They should be punished for taking money. They're already getting a job. They get paid for it. They get free ride and everything else. All they want don't have to pussy any goddamn way. They should be punished. They should be penalized for doing that shit. Well, it's, you know, even though that stuff, it seems innocent enough, you know, I mean, the stuff that Fez is like, it all seems innocent enough. But if you don't think that isn't the very early stages of corruption, you're wrong. If you don't, if the thing is, here's some fucking free food, do me a favor and keep an extra eye on my fucking place. How is that any different than if you're saying, you know, here's an election, here's some free stuff, make sure, you know, you help me move my shit along. It's all the stuff that we worry about. In a democracy all the time. And obviously we have these problems, you know. Um, but it is the early stages of it. Mike, Halifax, your manifest. Yeah, it, it blows my mind, that cop that you were just talking to. He thinks it's an anomaly that <clears throat> that his other cop friends don't cover his ass on that on that uh, <clears throat> stalking routine. You know, like, that guy is, is just a fucking total stalker using his badge to fucking you know, causes ex-wife hassles. Like, you know, he doesn't even see anything wrong with it. But, I mean, that's the kind of shit you hear about every day, some guy going off the deep end and stalking his old lady and, and making her life miserable, and, and he doesn't see anything wrong with it. That's that's a perfect example of an, an idiot fucking cop, you know? Um, let's go over to Jay. Nevada, you're on Fez. Ronnie, it's interesting to me. We in, uh, I think it's that uh, we say it's okay to buy a meal but not give them money because we inherently know that it's uh, that it's not all right. You know, I traveled right. uh, through Africa a time or two, and it's interesting. You go to, uh, say you're in customs in the airport and need to clear some items. It's a little more above board. The guy just says, hey, do you have a present for me? You give him a 20, your three-hour line's cut to 20 minutes. It's funny, as we develop, then we realize that it's a problem, and then we try to cover it up a little more. Exactly, but in the same thing, it is still a bribe to get better service than the other people. And it's still a way of saying to the cop, I'm connecting with you, I'm not like the other people out there. And the weird thing about it is, you could be corrupting the cop. If you, for your, let's say, instead of it's that you're handing them money, you're helping to make a fucking bad cop. Uh, Tom. Jersey, you're on my face. 
Tom, you're on the run of Fed show. Yeah. What about what about the good old days when you get caught doing something, the cop would grab you and say, I can either kick your ass right now or I can bring you to your father and let him kick your ass. You always took the beating from the cop because your father's going to fuck you up because the cop brought you there. Right, and then there was also cops in those days who would say, um, mm, look, honey, I know where you... Uh, your dad's not going to want to know where you've been out all night. Maybe you ought to give me a handy, and we'll forget all about this. How's it all that different? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Chester, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very close friends with a lot of police officers, and it's, it always seems you're like a the snitch. people that judge... Excuse me? Go ahead. The people that judge the police the most are the people that work in the private sector. The people that work in the private sector, they're not risking their lives every single day. They go to work, they do their thing, and they go home. These cops, these paramedics, these firemen, if they get a free meal, is that the worst thing in the world that the other guy was saying? You know, well, well, what you got to, what, you know, the, the, the obvious question is no. There is no fucking problem about it. But at the same time, what is the corruption that's going on? In the same way as, oh, I want to get my kid into a private school. I'm going to start and take care of the teachers, the administration's thing. And then people later go, well, wait, why do we have this thing where so many minority kids have to get in? And they act like they're fu- that somehow this is ripping them off. But you're fucking part of a bribery thing. In the case of, like, say, Fez running a bar in a restaurant, he's not giving that meal out on some kind of hey, you guys are heroes, I expect, I, I agree to what you're doing. He even said, I'll take care of them, they take care of me. You're already paying your taxes to fucking be taken care of. And there's no, when you're asking for that extra little service, it has to come from somewhere. It's being taken away from somebody else. But at least in that case, it's not the cop asking for it. He's not asking for a bribe. You're just offering a, a bribe, a, a grilled cheese. Well, now you're taking it down to grilled cheese. How, how big is it supposed to go? Are you now saying there's only a certain amount? But it's even worse. Like you're saying, you're offering a bribe. It, it, it's, it's even is it fucking better or worse if the person doesn't you know ask for it? Is it better? That I went over to someone, put $200 in their front pocket, and all of a sudden my ticket disappears? How's that fucking different? You're not willing to take the responsibility that you're also creating some amount of fucking corruption. Now, my point is this. I don't give a fuck if you do it, but don't lie about it and act like it's just a grilled cheese. Uh Don't lie that you fucking want something that your neighbors aren't getting. I'd rather a guy who goes, I fucking pay the cop under the table, and I'm fucking getting over on it. At least that guy's honest with himself. What gets to me about people all the fucking time is that they can get involved in these things. They do these little deals, but then act like they're normal, good patriot. Oh, I'm just, you know, these guys lift their risk their lives and I want to give them something. No, you don't. You want your fucking place uh, being taken care of. Um, that's the fucking difference about it. Uh, let's go to... Um, Let's go over here to Dave. Dave, you're on my face. Yeah, Ronnie B. Uh, I was a cop in a small town, less than 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. you got to be a dumbass to walk into a restaurant in a uniform. You're going to get it from everybody in the restaurant. Hey, Barney, they give you a bullet today. Hey, Barney. Or he did it. He did it. Pointing at his buddy mm-hmm. next to him, sitting there eating you know, lunch. There's a fucking hassle to go fucking eating public in uniform. People fucking with you. 
And there is no thin blue line. Cops will fucking have a hard on to fuck another cop over nowadays. They don't give a fuck. How I, come that is, Dave? I got a buddy uh used to work for the police department. He went to the sheriff's department right across the street from each other. The uh, city pulled him over when he was working for the sheriff's department. DWI'd his ass. Just out of spite, man. So your sure. thing is that you felt like you were... Uh, Treat it like a joke because you're a small-time cop. Ah, uh, just a bullshit from the public, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I worked for narcotics and did some some uh, stuff other than small-town bullshit, but I just hated to hear the lip from people. All right. Uh, you become antisocial. You don't want to. You don't want to deal with people. I take a sack lunch, go to the house, and I, I, I'm gonna take a free meal off anybody. Um, I just got written to me. If you're not cheating small, they assume you're cheating big. Again, then don't fucking hide behind some kind of a bullshit thing that, you know, you're a regular citizen. You're just a citizen. Just act like I'm fucking in on the hustle. I have no problem with anybody who say I'm in on the hustle. Um, let's go over here to, uh, well, let me go to Ricky. Ricky Merlin, you're in my face. Hey, Mr. B. Yeah. Um, I uh, had a small business uh, in my local town, and all the uh, state boys knew who I was. And I used to have parties at my house every weekend, do the after-hours thing. And a lot of the state boys would come to my parties because I had a lot of girls there. Some of the state boys were hooking up with the girls. And I can't tell you how many times I got myself out of primarily, like, DUI situations and, and other stuff like that uh, just because of who I was and that I knew these guys. Now, I wasn't you know, handing money over or whatever, but they saw all kinds of stuff going on at my parties, never did anything about it, were always cool with me. What kind of stuff was going on at your party? Uh, we'd be, you know, doing, uh, I'd be walking around with a bottle of frickin' Percocet, just handing them out to my friends, not thinking anything of it, and uh, they'd be chewing them like it was nothing, we'd be chopping them up on uh, plates and all kinds of crazy shit like that. Guys would be smoking weed, and uh, these boys were there for the girls, and they let shit slide. Uh, nothing serious, but I definitely got away with a lot of stuff because of the connection that I made or connections, and they knew who I was. And it uh, wasn't, you know, direct corruption in terms of, like, I wasn't paying people off, but it was a matter of knowing people. So, but it really comes down for this, Fezzi. He's paying with pussy. Mm -hmm. And if you think that he's not, Helping to fucking corrupt those cops and that that doesn't get into the rest of fucking his, his small town society, which if you live in a small town is a lot bigger than the fucking national news to you. You know what I mean? You could be living in the greatest fucking country in the world. You live in a corrupt fucking town. You live in, you know, it's almost like you're in a third world. And there are small towns that, you know, some mayor and two cops can start and run the whole fucking thing. You know, it's not that difficult. Um, and the whole thing comes from, I think, people not taking enough personal responsibility to say what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing. And if you have the guys that are supposed to be taking care of the right thing, fucking acting wrong, you've told it to society quick. You've told it quick. Here's Fred Brooklyn, your manifest. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. I like Pesci's brother in Goodfellas. You want a free sandwich? Here, take this with you. Puh, motherfucker. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Hey, let's take a break here. We'll be back in uh, just a couple of moments. 
Uh, lots to talk about today, in, including uh, Mr. T commenting on the new A-team. It's the run of fish. Back The and tame the cunt. Tame it. is uh, about 22 hours out till the whole world settles this thing once and for all. Picture telling me we might have somebody on the phone. Yeah, coming up, we might have, I fucking, I've chased down this person. <laughs> it's for Flash Forward. It's not just the 15-year-old girl apparently running this thing. I found some other people associated with it. Uh, what exactly are they trying to do? Okay, there's... A, the website is preventtheblackout.com for, for mm. Flesh War being canceled. And they're going... It's today at 3 o'clock at uh, the ABC headquarters at 77 West 66th Street. They're having a protest. And I found the guy who does a Flash War podcast who was willing to call in and talk about uh, right. the whole fucking... Project. Now, if I go up there at ABC, do I have to act like I'm passed out on the floor? Oh, he'll probably tell us that. I don't know. I like to. I'm going to bring, like, a blanket Man. or a clean sheet. Or just drop your phone. Timing. Uh, have they ever brought back a TV show after uh, one went off the air? Family Guy. Oh yeah, Family Guy came back bigger than ever, right? Yeah, it's it's just it's yeah. Seth MacFarlane. It's a crazy story. Now he like owns he owns Fox. He has like three fucking shows on it. Yeah, he is uh, bigger than big. And he's on. Yeah, they actually said he got taller. Just odd. I think those are lifts. Oh, okay. Well, they work. He looks fantastic. They brought back the CBS show Jericho. 
just so they could, uh, like, for three episodes, so they could wrap up the series. I didn't know that. That was your show, right? Yeah. It was kind of a flash forward, but uh, different, but same kind of premise. Uh, did, were you happy with it, the way they wrapped it up? No, because they wrapped it up so quickly that it was like, and it was basically uh, our fake our fake Halliburton company uh, attacked the U- United States to take over. It's kind of similar where they, they have a fake Halliburton and flash forward. Yeah. That was evil. And when I say evil, I mean like Dr. Evil. Just completely evil. Uh, I believe now we have over 600 people playing in our fantasy football league into our bracket. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, really lessens my chances on winning this thing. Should have kept it in-house like I did with fantasy football. Don't get down yourself. <laughs> no, I am. I'm down on myself. Come on. I fucked up. I fucked up. I said evil. It's evil. It's just evil. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FED, 866-RUN-ZERO-FED. I had a, uh, a question. Um, why is it that when you're traveling around the country and there is a place that sells porn goods, you see them on the store with the big triple X signs, why are they, it seems like 90% of the times they will paint those buildings purple. I just don't get the connection between a Purple building in a porn store. Maybe purple is like a very erotic co- color. Maybe it is, but no one's decided on this. You would never say, oh, honey, don't go out in that purple jacket. It's too erotic. It's definitely the Jivis color. It's uh, it's purple and then maybe it's gray. There's a tie-in between purple and gray. Uh, but I see it. Oh, and it's Madness. Madness. I feel like it's a connection to, like, the 70s. There is always that uh, porn means 70s. Yeah. Um, but I think truck drivers will know what I'm talking about. Because you get in those places, and, you know, there's something about a, a a building with no windows that isn't surrounded by anything. looks really bad. It's just an awful look. It's like a hideout. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Like, you need to be shoved in between some other buildings if you're going to go without windows. They usually just look like bunkers. Well, yeah, but above ground bunkers and purple. Very fucking strange. Hicks, you will walk in those places. I know Dave uh, would always go over and do uh, 9th Avenue Freeze House, he called it. Yeah, I'll peruse the porn stores every now and then. I'll check it out. But then you don't pay. You like to go and get it for free. Yeah, I'll say, oh, that looks good. I'll go home and get that for free. I'm going to pay for it. I wish Dave would at least get a job in the porn business. Did you talk to him yesterday? Uh, no, I did not talk to him yesterday. I don't even know if I can hear that fucker's voice right now. I hope he joins our fantasy league for soccer. Uh, we sent it to him. We good. sent it to him. I'd love to see him win. Phil, Atlanta, you're in front of us. Hey, what's up, guys? You tell uh, me. I work for basically the biggest, you know, porn dis- not distributor, porn store. Down Stop here bragging. In Stop bragging. Ah, sorry. But, uh, yeah, our colors are purple and pink. And that just hit me whenever you said, why are they all painted purple? I see a lot of purple, Phil, and I want you to look into this. You're in the business. Ask around. It's got to mean something. I, I think it might be, you know, 
to color coordinate with the dildos and stuff. It does seem like purple. It seems like a, you know, a fucking big purpley vein or something. If I was abroad, I wouldn't get some fucking crazy multicolored fucking dildo. You need to go flesh colored. Yeah, but that looks like you're getting fucked by a robot, like a robot dick. Got a fucking android orgasm. And I don't think that any fucking uh, dildo should have batteries. I think at the most you get is a hand crank, and you fuck yourself like you're Amish. Take a hand crank, bitches. That's what you're after. Those gears safe around those pussy lips and whatnot? Oh, I don't think so. I think there's got to be some kind of battery runoff there. They can't be good for you. You'll eventually have a fucking kid with a fucking dick coming out of the top of his head. Burn the clit hood off or something. Why would you even bring up the word clit hood? Trying to do a fucking family-based show here. It's family-based. Jeff, Ohio, you're on a fez. Yeah, okay. Well, Photoshop already drives down the property value around everything around it, so why not... Why do I say around that many times? Why not paint it really gaudy and tacky to make people come to it's going to stand out better. It's more advertising. Same with neon. It makes it look sleazy, so you want to go there. The psychological thing. Yeah, it's a it's a tougher thing to get neon nowadays, though. You have to actually go through the board, you know, whatever local town. But uh, in terms of, I think, painting your business purple, Erasis. Um, Arthur, you're on the run of face show. Hello. Uh, did you ask before... What purple and pink colors meant? Uh, no, I did not. I, I brought up this. I see the term purple being used in porn shops. In what way is purple being used? The color of the building is purple. Oh, probably because purple and pink are the colors on the bisexual flag. I didn't know the bisexuals had a flag. They do. No, I don't think you should have a flag without a country. I think first you well, should have a country, then you get a flag. Well, you know how the gay community has the rainbow flag? Right. The bisexual community has the purple... See if you can find that for me, Fez, online. The bisexual flag would be an amazing thing to take a gander at. The big bisexual flag. Uh, Dave, you're on the run of Fez show. Slowly, though. No hurry hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, um, I miss Dave, but we all do. Uh, I think um, I think pink represents pussy, and purple represents like the head of your dick. That's what we were kind of going through for this. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the bisexual flag. It's a three tone pink and purple fucking flag. It's its own flag. I, I thought it was a the rainbow was the umbrella flag. Uh, that flag that you're showing me there is Portugal. You've got bisexual confused with Portugal. Uh, Steve, you're on fez. You know, most of the women I know, their erotic toys that they insert are purple. Uh-huh. And, and I think that's a fairly innocuous color that helps them deny what they're actually doing. What's that? Well, you know, they're, they're getting off with, uh, with an inanimate object. So they want to keep it purple. Yeah, and I think that's why the buildings are purple, like the other guy said, to match the inventory. All right, uh, let's go over here to Candace. Candace, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, um, we're, I actually live in a state where they don't they don't allow the sale of sex toys. So. Is that tough for you, Candace? That, it is. 
is because I have to buy them online. Uh, and then that way you can't even, you know, find out whether they're the right size. Right. Uh, feel. Can't yeah. look at them. There's no, yeah. What kind of sex toys do you own? Um, I have a couple of just regular sex toys. But, you know, that purple and pink thing is true because everyone I own is purple or pink. Purple guy uh, is the thing that Dave told us he liked to use on his ass. That was purple guy. Um, yeah. uh, now, are you in a relationship? Oh, yeah, I'm married. Now, when do you like to use the purple guy for yourself? Um, whenever, really. Uh, but, I mean, is it when the husband's out of town or just at work? Um, mostly when the husband's gone, yeah. Uh, have you ever used it while he was in the house, like he's in the other room watching TV? And Oh, yeah. Hmm. Do you ask him first, or is it just something you don't want him in on? Oh, it's kind of my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, if he could do it for me, I wouldn't have him, so. So, does that ever, so you say to yourself... And you're kind of saying it's because he can't give you what you want. Exactly. Right. Uh, Higgs, would that crush you if you were like Dave and... That would hurt a lot. I would yeah. not feel like a man. I'd feel less than. It always bothered Dave. Uh, no. It, he's not any less than a man. I mean... He can't make you come. But yes, but not in the same way that a woman knows how... A woman knows her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you know your body so bad, the only thing you know, you need a big purple fucking hunk of plastic. <laughs> I just know how to use it. That's the difference. But, well, why um, can't you take his cock and guide it that way? I, because that hurts a man's self-esteem. When you tell them that they're, it's not doing it for you, it hurts a man's self-esteem. All right, so what you're saying is that if he didn't have such low self-esteem... uh you would be able to take care of, uh, would be able to assist him in taking care of you. Yeah. All right, so it's his fault. Uh, I mean, he can he can do it. It's just, you know, I don't know. All right, it's honey. Just a, I think in my head it's better by myself. I like to take a big purple cock and beat you unconscious with it because you drive me nuts right now, but I appreciate your call. All right, thanks. Uh, bye-bye now. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Rob, Jersey, run a fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, I think I can explain the purple on the building. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an artist here in Jersey. Okay, and, I got two uh, radio shows, and I just did a big unmasked yesterday with Paulie Shore, so. Excuse me? Go ahead. Um... I think uh, it's a little bit of a mixture between uh, blue and pink to try to get the whole unisex feel. So you think because you're an artist, you understand how colors connect and what they make. I learned that in kindergarten. I understood <laughs> I understood secondary colors many, many years ago, my friend. Let's go over here, Tom. Houston. Hey, Ronnie. You know, yeah. um, I just noticed a titty bar that was purple from top to bottom. I never noticed it until you guys said so. It's not only just a sex toy shop, but, you know, it's also a titty bar. So. <laughs> The adult industry. The adult industry is looking into it. <clears throat> uh, Fez, plug the uh, fantasy uh, soccer. It is the Ron and Fez World Cup Bracket Contest. You go to 202 Friends on Twitter.com. Sign up there. The group is Ron and Fez League. The password to get in on the Ron and Fez League group is Hey. You can also go to ESPN.com if you're not on Twitter and put in the same information for the World Cup Bracket Contest. 
And games start tomorrow. So make sure your brackets are filled out as the groups start to compete. And, of course, USA-England on Saturday. Oh, I can't wait for that, Fezzy. Was that an early morning game? I think it's like mid-afternoon, like 2 or 2.30? I think it's 1.30. I'm still going to eat breakfast anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have breakfast while I watch it. Breakfast at World Cup. <clears throat> I'm going to have English muffins. <clears throat> we also have uh, HCG has put it together, kind of a hardcore league, for people who uh, really want to sit and pick players. That sounds a lot tougher to me. It sounds fun, though. Okay. I'm going to be all in. Don't worry. All right. All right. Uh, who do we got on the phone here to describe what happened? First of all, my TV show is gone, and I have no idea what's happening to him again. Well, we have David Mullen from the Flash Forward podcast, and you go that's at flashforecast.com. And uh, the website to bring back Flash Forward is preventtheblackout.com. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, David Mullen, how are you, my friend? How's it going, brother? Uh, we're just pumped up right now. We're ready to rock and roll. We want to make a message clear to ABC that, mm-hmm. you know, we're not Nielsen families. And, uh, you know, we didn't get asked what we like. And we would have told them Flash Forward was our show. Man. No, you, you started this before. I mean, you had your podcast going from what, show one? Oh, absolutely. Um, basically, I was a big fan of Lost, which a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. And there was the huge podcast community for Lost. And, I was listening to it, and I thought, hey, you know what? Why not do one for Flash Forward? I've been hearing about rumblings about this show. I knew Dominic Monaghan was going to be on there, and I thought, this sounds like going to be, you know, my replacement for when Lost goes away. So I thought. Yeah. Well, the, uh, show, the show started with a lot of numbers, right? It did really well sure at first. It was the highest-rated television premiere in ABC's history. Uh, on September 24, 2000, and we had, like, 13 million viewers. Hmm. Um, it was, like, this morning. We were all excited. Uh, we had actually started our little podcast completely independent of ABC, you know, no affiliation, unpaid. We were just a couple of humps in a basement trying to, you know, just get excited about this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started it in um, July of 2009. So we had nothing to talk about other than what we were reading in the media before the show aired. Once it aired, we started getting fans from everywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, we've got over 50,000 uh, subscribers strong. Is it just your uh, podcast? This is just the podcast. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, None of us are Nielsen families, by the way. Uh And um, basically, the show did great. The numbers started to decline in the Nielsen ratings, and ABC started pushing back and said, you know, we don't know. Uh, We were fighting back saying, hey, you know what? You know, you're not asking us. You know, we we hit them on every level we could, whether it be by sending mail, email. I mean, every avenue we we had, even uh, ABC affiliates. Uh, the affiliates, ironically, were all on board. They said that, you know, the fans are great. We've been telling them how much. When the affiliates brought it back to ABC, you know, Disney corporate, they just seemed to just ignore it. And um, when, uh, I'd say, when they had the big hiatus, which everybody agrees was a show killer, mm-hmm. um, when they brought it back, at that point, we had been contacted by some uh, spies, if you will, on the inside of the writing room. And uh, they said that they appreciated what we were doing and to say, hey, ABC's not given much love. And if there's anything we could do, they'd let them know how much we love them to do it. So as of uh, March, late March, early April of 2010, we started on our show um, a campaign to say flash forward. Even though the show was still on the air, it wasn't announced that it was canceled. Uh, in fact, if you go to our website, flashforecast.com slash ABC, we had a whole rundown 
um, about how, hey, the show isn't canceled, but, you know, we know that ABC just might not know what we feel about the show because we're not being rated and, um, you know, how to contact ABC. Uh, we had thousands of people sending uh, letters to Stephen McPherson, head of uh, ABC Disney. And, um, in fact, just this week, we sent 20,000 friendship bracelets mm-hmm. to the president and, uh, of entertainment over there at uh, ABC just to get the message across. Uh, then they made the announcement two weeks ago that uh, the show was canceled. Everybody was up in arms. What do we do? They all started coming to me. What do we do? So... I said, well, let's, you know, let's not give up by any means. Let ABC know that we weren't happy with this decision. And, uh, you know, let's, let's find a creative way to protest. And that's what we've come up with, uh, which is uh, literally, uh, I'm here in Chicago in, in about 20 minutes. Uh, the people here in Chicago are going to uh, black out for two minutes and 17 seconds. And, uh, you know, I know we're doing it there in New York between uh, 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, your time. And uh, we've got cities all over the United States, L.A., New York, Detroit, Chicago, Seattle, North Carolina. Uh, we've got London, Toronto, Canada, Hanover, Germany, uh, Edinburgh, Italy, Brazil. I mean, you name it. The whole world and is getting it. It's involved. always going to be in front of, let's say, in America, it'll always be in front of the ABC headquarters? Well, here in Chicago, we decided we would do it in Millennium Park. Nice. Um, and that's Beautiful day. The ABC, the ABC affiliate here in the city, there's no place to really be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've obviously been contacting the Chicago news media here as well, and I'm sure, as you've heard recently off of the Blackhawks win, it's a big deal. So um, we've been trying to get through with some of the Blackhawks hype to uh, to get people's attention. So we have a lot of people out there wearing Blackhawks jerseys in Chicago <laughs> who are going to black out too. Um, it's just it's it's just a big mass media event. It's the only protest of this nature at this level of creativity around the world a television show in history. Uh, it's pretty cool. Now, do you think this will be the last one you'll do, or you might try to keep these going? Well, it all depends on ABC, my friend. We'll see what they say. All right. I'm going to head over in New York. I'm going to be at 77 West 66th Street when I get off my show to go by and say hi to the folks because uh, I like the show. And I actually thought it got even... A little better as it went on. I thought after the hiatus, the uh, hiatus, the writing was better, and the acting uh, was all phoned together. But I guess they had lost some people during that, right? Yeah. Well, there was a lot of rumors flying around about who left, why they left, and a lot of them were just uh, media hype. And I'll tell you what, I've never heard such negative media hype about a television show. It almost seemed like all the other. Uh, networks were behind this hype. Right. <laughs> I've, I've never, you know, nobody wanted another Lost as far as another network was concerned. Right. I mean, Lost was a killer. And, um, you know, I'm sure Fox and NBC and CBS, they just didn't want to see that happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if you do a little research if they were involved in some organizations or whatnot who were behind the negative smearing of Flash Forward. I mean, after the second episode, everybody was trash talking it. And it, it was just, it was unbelievable. Uh, but you're right. When the hiatus came, when they came back from the hiatus, the writing just seemed to change. They they raised everything up, and that was the intention, honestly, from the beginning of the series, from what we were told. Um, you know, you have to put you know groundwork down in the first portion of the season. Uh, but once they got all that out of the way, they were just exploding, bam, 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 and the show just really took off. All right, flashforecast.com. That's your site, and you can also go to preventtheblackout.com. Uh, David, I, I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, I certainly appreciate you guys uh, talking about it as well. And uh, there in Chicago, always uh, feel free to go over to Molly's Cupcakes 
Order yourself to Ron Beddington. I think you're going to enjoy it. Hey, I'll do it just because you said so. All right. Take care of yourself now. All right. <laughs> That's my new uh, best friend, David Mullen, trying to save my show for me. Uh, what we're doing here is like it's a television dog pound. I wouldn't mind seeing everyone in the dog pound blackout. I don't know if they all make it to ABC in time. Uh, it would go better than bothering Jeremy. I don't know what's going on. Well, I don't know what Jeremy says. Oh. Tell, tell Dave I hate him. I go, no, you don't. You oh. just don't like to get bothered. Um, it's so hard to keep a TV show because they don't stay on the air very long. And uh, when they do, uh, things like this happen. You get all, We were just uh, flash-forwarding again. The second flash-forward happened, uh-huh. and I'll never find out what happens unless uh, those lovely people do something about it by blacking out. For two that Millennium two- Park is a, n- a really nice place. I've never been to Chicago. What do you do for cupcakes, then? You waiting for New York to get uh, finished? Yeah, New York I want to strike. Uh, Ray, you're on Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. Love the show. Hey, uh, I got a moral conundrum. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Yeah. Yeah, my wife has been invited to a wedding. She's actually in the wedding party. And, uh, <clears throat> she's got to fly out there. She, she had to buy her own dress and everything, and it comes to find out my sister is also in the wedding party, found out that everybody got everything paid for. Everybody else got their flights paid for, got their, you know, their dresses paid for, and she's the only one. And I'm like, I mean, we ain't got the money to pay for it, you know? So I'm like, she's obviously not your friend, and she don't feel that way, you know? And I'm like, it's disrespectful. Everybody else has been paid for. Well, what's your wife want to do? And she wants to go to it, but I'm like, I mean, you're just going to be laughed at. Everybody, I mean, it's out of the bag now. It's out of the bag now. So everybody knows it. Everybody knows, you know, you're the only one that's left out. Yeah. You might as well, you might as well just show up and say, you know, I'm a joke, you know? Uh, I don't think she's a joke. I think you got to let your chick do what she wants to do. Uh, I know it's the worst thing to hear. But uh, and I know you'd like to say, hey, I called some guy on the radio and he agrees with me. I don't want yeah. you to go. But she'll always fucking resent you for it, dude. All right. Yeah. Peace. All right, thanks. I I like to back you up. I know how it gets with women and fucking things, and I wish that you could just say to women, stop having friends. Stop fucking having friends. Just cut them off. What's the big deal? I know it doesn't work. To, then you're like a fucking you're like some Islamic guy. I don't want any, I don't want you talking to anyone. I don't want you listening to anyone. Where is and Berkeley? then you're like a dick. Walk behind me. I'd rather she walked out in front of me and shake it. Uh, didn't you have a news story today about guys breaking up with each other or whatever? Yeah, it was from Wake Forest University. All right, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Wake Forest University, they say this. They claim in surveys that in heartbreak, right, a man gets heartbreak worse than a woman. And the reason why, Fez? Why? Women, good timing, women are without feelings, and they are cold and nasty like lizards, snakes, and fish. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, The reason is this. Uh, Because when a guy is a chick, right, that is his one 
emotionally intimate relationship where women uh, have more people that they can fight in and feel close to. So um, the deal is this. You take our own Pepper Hicks. Now, we know Pepper as the guy from Pixie's Drawing. Just smooth and cool, all fucked up, leaning against a dive bar, having the time of his life. I'm willing to bet that Pepper's chick knows a different side of him. The sweet, sensitive side, yeah. sure. The one who gets the E.E. E. Cummings fucking emails. No one, not even the rain, has such tiny hands. Um, but women are have those people that they can be fucking intimate with. That's why when they break up with us, a guy might be like, this is the worst thing that ever happened. And a fucking woman is like, oh, now I only have five people I'm close to and not six. Yeah, I mean, my chick's the closest person in my life. I love her very much. And also, I think that men have tendency to go more self-destructive than women. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, that's what I feel. We embrace the pain a little more? Yeah. And when it's, I'm going to fucking get fucking whacked out and go down a dark path. Whereas a woman will have those other friends that she's close to, and then we'll talk it out with them. You know what? This fucking chick of yours that you love so much, Gary Coleman had a more loyal chick than yours. And I just, I feel like as your friend, I should tell you that. Well, it's on the table now. Yes! Oh, it's The out. truth is out there. It's done now. Oh, no. I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I wouldn't be with Gary Coleman's chick. Because after all, you know, he was a midget black guy and he got himself a white girl. What the fuck? You don't think that there's going to be a fucking tab coming in on that? That's all going to b- walk by for uh, three? Um, John, you're in my face. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. You know, that Chris Stanley, he's like the epitome of cool. You know, not only can he be cool in public, but I bet even if he was in private with a woman and had to break up with her, he could do it cool. Let me tell you something about this kid. He's fucking Lee Marvin. And that's shown in Pixie's drawing of him. It's like Lee Marvin. It's a nice cup of whiskey there. But here's the point, though. If you look at this, and this is from Wake Forest, and before you say anything like, oh, who cares about Wake Forest? Brian Piccolo went to fucking Wake Forest, all right? So they got nothing to be ashamed of in their research department. But they're basically almost saying guys are more sensitive pussies than a woman is. A guy is going to sit around and seriously, whether he's belly aching about it or not, seriously have his fucking feelings hurt. And the woman, when you break up, it's fucking sex in the city time. She's back together with her girlfriends and they're buying fucking shoes and drinking apple teenies because they're not like us. So it kind of sounds like a man's got a house of cards. Really, with a fucking... It's more, of a ha- more like a house of lies. <laughs> Think of a house of lies and perversions. Well, no, a guy is like this, if, if you want to put it this way. Let's suppose the relationship thing, right, the closeness that you have in a relationship was like a fucking air tube, right? So uh, you, the guy will take his from start. He attaches it to the woman, right? That's where he's getting his oxygen right now. A woman has that. She's getting her oxygen from her ties. Then from her fucking sisters, her mom, 
and her girlfriends from high school. She's getting all kinds of fucking air. She's uh, getting all this uh, emotional encouragement and support. It doesn't dawn on a guy. Because if he has friends, he's just lying and shit-talking back and forth. The stuff that we get from Hicks, his girlfriend isn't getting that. She's getting the real sensitive Hicks. She's under that fucking thick crust and into the soft underbelly where all that love is at. It's quite soft. I bet it is. I bet you got a little fucking, I bet you got a heart of a little sweetheart. I I bet it's a candy heart. And the poor guy says he's got no one to confide in. That process is going to take so much longer. Well, you say poor guy or is it stupid guy? Because he didn't fucking, you wouldn't do this with your sales thing, right? If you had a job in sales, you wouldn't say to yourself, I've got one revenue stream and that's it. No, you would say, oh, I can't fucking just uh, depend on this one account. Let me have other accounts going at all time. This way, if this person starts giving me shit, I can say, fuck you. This is why women are uh, stronger than us, but even more than that, Fez, they're smarter than us. Uh, And if a guy has never been in that breakup that he wonders if he can fucking even recover from, he might be a woman himself. That's because you're some kind of a woman fucking with your little girlfriends out there. Sergio, Chicago, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me on Monday. That five-year relationship, I was about a minute from proposing to her. Jesus. Tell me about it. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of at that stage right now. And uh, it was really late at night, so we went back to our place. We've been living together. And I said, just crash here and move out tomorrow. And she, like, passed out right away. I could not sleep a wink. I, you know, my best friend died a couple of years ago, and it was, like, reliving the whole thing. And there she was sleeping right next to me. Broke my heart. She didn't give a shit. She laid down like a fucking stone-cold killer, didn't she? Yeah, it was. It, you know it, why? It let me know it was real. Yeah. She's got somebody else, dude. Yeah. She that, was, that's uh, about what it added up to. So, I mean, I, she didn't cheat on me, but she has feelings, and she was ready. She's moved on. Yeah, she has fucking moved on. And it's like you're laying down next to Sirhan Sirhan. You're with an assassin. A fucking cold-blooded assassin. And I don't know why we love him so. It's almost like, oh, sharp knife. I love you so much I can lay on you. When I point you towards my chest and lay down as hard as I can. Because that's how much I love you, sharp knife. Uh, Graham, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I was just calling to say, um, I think it's easier for women in a breakup. Because all a woman has to do is drop her pants and, and uh, men will gravitate or gravitate toward her ass. So even if she's broken up inside, at least she can get some dick in and that will help her cope. Graham, I it. bet you can get some dick too. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Well, you know, you do always hear that, you know, move on, go to the next thing. Hex, tell me a fucking good-looking guy. Give me somebody that you would consider to be a good-looking guy. A uh, giant dip. Right. You bring that up constantly, by the way. And I'm worrying that you're a little gay for Johnny Depp. He's striking. I know. I know he is. He's a pirate. I'm not, no, I'm not. That's one of the roles, Fez. There's many independent films that really show his range. I prefer Hunter S. Johnny Depp. Now, Johnny Depp is so attractive that he could probably do uh, 78 
percent of the women that he approaches, he could sleep with them that night. He's that attractive. I'd say most guys are running in a one to three percent. An average guy is running somewhere to point zero one percent to maybe three percent. Some, let's fucking face it, they're zero percent. I mean, we have friends we know are zero percenters. It ain't happening for. Is that a Muslim thing? Johnny Depp is so far out of it. He's seventy-eight percent now, and in Hicks' fucking version, Johnny Depp is the most attractive person in the world. You can't to fight. ever live, yeah. Yeah, to ever live. Sexy. Well, besides Jesus, Jesus was Jesus and Zach Galifianakis were the two best-looking bearded guys. Now, walk down the street, throw a rock, let it hit some fucking uh, skanky, disgusting fucking woman. She's at about ninety-nine percent of getting laid. She can go out and get fucked anywhere within an hour. Say, make a left into that bar and say, I'll fuck one of you guys. Some guy will leave with her. Some guy who looks closer to Johnny Depp than her. That's the fucking thing. And that's why they're able to pull it off. Um, Barry, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yes. Yeah, what do you got for me, buddy? I think that breakup where you're heartbroken and, and, and stuff like that only happens once. Then you learn your lesson and you're a lot more careful. Well, uh, tell me how you're being more careful, though. Well, you're not so quick to jump in, and you're also kind of projecting, you know, I know where this is going to go eventually, so why am I just going to spill my guts out there? You know what I mean? So you're already kind of, you're already being a little destructive to the relationship based on your own history. I think that every guy has to do that as self-preservation. Right. And that's what they say. That's why when you do give yourself over, you haven't done it with other people. Because you're thinking, these emotions of eyes, and guys will think that. It's like if Fez comes to me and goes, oh, you know, I have this and this and this, you know, going on my, what about you, Ron? I'll go like this, Fez. I have precious few emotions. I'm not going to fucking waste them on you. Franklin said to me before, and I'm not even kidding, why don't you open up to me? I go, you got to be out of your fucking mind. Oh, God. How you many air tubes does Franklin have? <laughs> he does. He's, he's got a girl's amount of air tubes. He's a scuba team. And you can vote for him for his Pepsi product on 202friends at twitter.com. And uh, there's not a lot we can do about it, guys. In the war of the sexes, take it down. The only way that we will... Win is by hardening ourselves and being mean, and that means that we lose. Yeah, then no one's going to watch you anyway. Yeah, so you're then fucked. you're stuck being a fucking bitter, creepy fucking dude. So you survive, but as what? Half a man. We start Our skin starts to turn like cockroach shell, because that's what we need to protect ourselves. Exoskeleton of hate. Okay, exoskeleton. I like it. Um, let's go over here to John. You're my face. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fess. Uh, I'm just calling. Uh, I dated this girl for about a year and a half, and towards the end of our relationship, she got very bitter and very mean randomly. What would she and, do? Uh, I'm sorry? What would, you, what would she do? Oh, uh, you walk into a room and she just pick a fight, no matter what you did. It was just uh, pretty miserable. Would she call you a bunch of names? No, no, not a name caller, but very, very guilt. The guilt, the crying... That whole sort of thing. And then uh, any fight we'd have, she we all had the same group of friends, so then any fight we'd have, she'd tell 
every friend I know. Oh, about Jesus the fight. Christ. And then I had to apologize to her and all of her friends and my friends. Very unhealthy. Well, Wait, turns out we. You had to apologize to your friends? Oh, yeah. All right, you're a cuckle. All right, yep. go ahead. So, uh, turns out once we split, I went into recluse for a while came back and uh, no one would talk to me again so she took every uh, every one of our friends in the breakup and good. turns out she cheated on me too good get guess what dude get out of loserville yeah it was big cleansing here's where you need to be in the west village of beautiful manhattan oh yeah you're going to find like-minded people I want you to think that you've been living to yourself. You've been living in a dark, dark closet for too long. I want you to step out of it into the light. All right. All right, bro. All right. He doesn't even know. No clue. You know what I call him? Uh, I'd say 99 Fez. 1999 Fez. Wow. Well, actually, he's further along because he's at least doing something. All right, the U.S. government is finally uh, uh, pushing into something good. This is on MSNBC right now, and a ban on gay blood donors is being revisited. Finally. There has been a lifetime restriction on gay blood donors. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a one question on the sheet. Are you gay? And you're automatically disqualified. Based, of course, on the AIDS epidemic. No idea that was still going on. So they're now going to take one more look out of it and say, can you be trusted? Well, I think it's the blood testers that need to be trusted for everything, not just AIDS. Still, though. Imagine how many people, that you know, oh, I got my fucking foot cut. But yeah, I'm just getting a little blood. Then later you got to fucking explain to everybody why you're dying. Jesus. But I had no idea that was still going on. Um, here's Big A. You're on Ron Fez. What's up, Ron and B? Yeah. Hey, let me, the only thing about a woman, when you open up and show your emotions, then that's when they, that's when they got you. They, that's when they go for the juggler. I see. So and I missed the right wing lunatic, man. So what they're looking for is whatever sensitive thing that you have. And the second they get it, they bite into it. Yes. And I don't believe that they want a crying-ass man. They don't really want that. They might say they do, but that's not what they want. Yeah. They don't want a sensitive man. No, they don't want that shit. They want a man. They long for men. Biggie, Biggie, I wish you'd write a book, brother. I bet I could fucking market it and we'd make a ton of money on it. Yeah, it's in the work, man. <laughs> Good, dude. Get it done. Finish it. Right. And by that, I mean right. read one. Read one before you write one. Read your first book, then write your first book. Biggie bringing it in. It's wise. Uh, Ed, Jersey. You're on Fez. Whoops. Ed in Jersey. Hey, uh, don't you think if you're gay but you've never had sex with anybody, you should be able to donate blood? That's discrimination. Well, not with that high cholesterol. Be like fucking donating sugar. Uh, uh, let's go to Jim. You're on Hey, 
I was just curious on that uh, questionnaire when you're donating blood. Which, which box does Fez check? Yes or no? That's nobody's. That's nobody's business. AJ, you're on my Fez. Hey, afternoon, boys. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to agree with uh, Pepper when he said guys are more likely to go down that self-destructive path. I mean, I'm I'm married with kids, and you know, I'll just be kind of hanging out, and just suddenly we'll go into that. What would happen to my life if I were to lose my wife and kids and how quickly I'd spiral out? And you, you know, you really kind of get caught up in it. And I don't think women have that self-destructive mental just path that we have. Women, seriously, are like trout. They're able to stay in cold water if they need to. Hex, that chick's of yours is just a killer, isn't she? She's I see one. it in her eye. She's a wonderful woman. But if we were to break up, I'd be done, and she would not. She'd you probably never her, talk huh? to me again. How long you? How long you uh, been with her? Uh, five years in August. When are you going to pop that question? When are we going to hard rock? Yeah, I don't know if that will happen, but uh, I love her very much. I don't know if marriage is for me. You like to just love her from afar? Oh, no. Well, that's, you know. Why don't you let her marry someone else, have kids, and then you can drive by every once in a while, just look at the house. Drinking. Sit out, yeah. Sit out front with a fucking flask, all fucking wired out. Could have been me. Good. I'm happy for her. She got someone decent. Someone's not a fucking bum like me. Wonder if the OTB's open. <laughs> yeah, I see her from time to time. Uh, there's only one thing I do that make me like you more is as if you play a trumpet at the track. That would make be the fucking favorite thing for me. Fez, you're upset with McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's said uh, to this couple in Oakland, they wanted to open up a little restaurant that served different varieties of macaroni and cheese. They wanted to call it Little Mac. McDonald's has told them, try it and we will crush you in court. In fact, don't put the word Mick or Mac anywhere in your restaurant's title or we'll come after you. How are these things always news to you? Well, to me, it's mac or it's mac and cheese. That's the ne- I mean, that's what they're serving. Why can't they use mac? It has nothing even close to do with McDonald's. Because they've sold it all the times. Could I sell a product called Bud? No. Well, then what's the difference? What if my name was Bud? I still couldn't go out there and sell beer called Buds, even though the other one's a Budweiser. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like they're serving the same thing as McDonald's. They're calling it Little Macs. Mm-hmm. McDonald's has put tons of money into the word Mac forever. And if, the, if, if these people were so right, beat them in court. They said they can't afford to go up against the corporate giant. Why can't they afford? They could just go there. They could go there up against themselves. What kind of money do they need to put into this lawsuit? Well, they would have to get a lawyer that would take on McDonald's. Why can't you even get a lawyer? Why don't you just say I'll, say, I'll show up myself, and I'll give my part of the story. So it's, it's, just, it's just stomping on a person that they don't even have to. No one is going to walk past a macaroni and cheese restaurant and confuse it with the Golden Arches. We've done this about 14, 15 times on the air. Where we say the reason why they don't do this is because then when somebody else starts selling Max, there's a precedent that McDonald's let them get away with it. Remember how many times we talked about that? Right. And then if if you don't 
sit there and protect your brand, protect your logo, it'll be gone. And with most of these corporations, that's all they've promoted all these years is that brand, that copyright. That's all they own, really. Let's face it. Uh, a Big Mac is a hamburger. That's all it is. They don't stop anybody from fucking selling hamburgers. You're allowed to sell hamburgers. They're protecting the word Mac that they've probably put a billion dollars into over the years. All you had to do is take them once and beat them. Um, Garth, you're on my face. Hey, buddies. Yeah. All this McDonald's talk uh, makes me both hungry and miss Dave, that red-headed son of a bitch. We all miss him, Garth. Too bad, man. You know what I heard, though? I heard he doesn't miss us, not even a little bit. That can't be true. Yeah, that's what I heard from somebody. That's terrible. I heard he's at the beach every day. He's got... Uh, all new friends. Like even even like he has he been in Catman too? Yeah. Holy shit. Now I'm starting to wonder if Dave ever liked us. Well, Dave loves us. And why did he leave, Pepper? And the day he left, he didn't even so much as say goodbye to me. I guess he loves his family too. More. Anthony Anthony pointed out you never should have had one. Anthony never had a family, and he's excited. And he gets to have a lot of big guns. Oh, Davy Mac, Davy Mac. JR, Austin, Ron and Fez. Hey, happy day, Ron. Um, Fez, you need to pump the brakes at McDonald's on this one. Now, why don't they just, uh, the little little Mac people, just accept the free PR already? They've got it gotten call it swell shells um the macaroni and cheese restaurant or something like that and and, and be done with it they, they've already gotten yeah why would the word little mac be the difference of whether they make it or not in the world doesn't even fucking make sense but i like this when we start to disagree with each other fuzz uh-huh pump the brakes pump the brakes that's what he said to you that's going to be our new saying pump the brakes okay yeah, it's um. Pump them. Yeah, but Pump. it's mac your and brake cheese. Your brakes, your brakes aren't working. It's it's what? It's mac and cheese. You said that. Yeah. So how can they have the copyright on mac and cheese? As they don't well? sell sell it as mac and cheese. They and said, you're fine. They said you put mac anywhere in your title. We'll come after you. Have you ever been to a place and seen mac and cheese? On the menu? Yeah. So it's not true. Then they would have a fucking case. You're allowed to sell mac and cheese. Mad real. Uh, Rick, you're running first. Yeah, man. Well, as far as Mac goes, there's the Macaroni Grill, which is a chain of restaurants that does pasta and that kind of thing. I don't yeah. think McDonald's had a problem with them. No, they didn't because um, they weren't stealing their fucking copyright. You make me... Uh, by the way, uh, you guys can go over and play in our uh, big World Cup thing. It doesn't start till tomorrow, but I'm actually bored with it now. I think... Uh, Already? Yeah, I was too excited this morning. And now, I'm bo- and now I'm like this. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Uh, but if you want to play with us, go over to 202 Friends on Twitter. Uh, it's an ESPN thing. Hey, run a Fez Lake. Hey, 
A blowhard's the one who put the league together for us. God bless him. I love it. Well, what's not to love? I love a new way to get some action. If you join this HG thing, it looks a lot harder, but could also be fun. Yeah, look into it. Sounds good. Why don't you go ask uh, Rob Cross if you can borrow his racing sheet? He's down there just looking everything over. Mr. Soccer shoots again. If he wins this, it'll be the funniest thing in the world to me. It'd come out of nowhere. I don't think he ever liked this. Rob Cross? No. The other one. Dave Mack loves us. Really? Yeah. Let me look over and ask him. Oh, that's right. He's not here. Maybe we all should have been little babies that he had to take care of. Vinny, Florida, you're on Fez. Hello? Yeah, buddy. Hey, uh, I saw Davey Mack the other night on TV. He's on the Boston Celtics sidelines. That's why you guys can't get a hold of him. I know. We all saw that guy. He looks just like him. <sighs> what I want is a pasty face redhead who stabs you in the back. Get Shannon Price and see if she'd be interested in being my new producer. For the right price, I'm sure. 10 G's. Do you see the picture of him, Gary Coleman? Yeah. Tubes in his nose? Yeah, with the fucking heating pad things on top of him. That was terrible. Is he a pictures for us? Yeah, I saw it. Just with his head wrapped up. And she's just like jumping. I'm surprised she didn't throw a thumbs up at one point. You know, I know everybody hates her now, but she's the only one that sucked his little dick. If that ain't worth 10 G's, I don't know what is. Well, everybody acts like she was the only person that was fucking mean here. But that Gary Goldman was the meanest little son of a bitch I ever saw in my life the whole time he lived. He was not a pleasant person. I've seen him on TV enough, and he fucking drew to him what he was. He was a mean sarcastic, fighting, starting little bastard that now we're all supposed to go back and go, oh, it's her fucking fault. He was a sweet kid. Nobody wanted to be friends with that guy. He was almost like a biting midget. Very bitter fucking little man. He was a fucking nasty little bastard who didn't draw nice people to him. He fucking drew uh, some conniving, awful woman to him. I can't sit around and act like she's the only bad person there. He was fucking awful. I'd see him on TV, uh, on talk shows and stuff, acting like a fucking prick. Wasn't he acting like Earl? Yeah, he basically was the Earl Douglas of shortness. I think he headbutted someone one time when he was working as a security guard. I definitely did. Headbutted him where, in the knee? Like they uh, bent down, they, they were asking for an autograph. So now you're agreeing with me. You're on board? I love it. So all this stuff of people hating Shannon Price, let me just say this. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, dogsy. He got what was coming to him. A filthy, awful fucking person that he let himself hang out with. At least he's dumping his ashes on the railroad tracks. 
you know she's going to be laughing her ass off when she does that and then take a hot piss on him. I think what she's going to do is just throw the urn in front of a moving train. But he even wrote mean shit in his will. Who fucking takes the time to do that? You don't have to put any personal stuff in there. He's making sure that people want to be there or there. Uh, Jerry, you're on my face. Hi. In Santa Rosa, Hi. yeah. Hi. Yes, I just want to say, you know, I totally agree with you. Uh, Gary Coleman was a mean little son of a bitch. Yeah. And nobody cared about him when he was alive, and now everybody's all worried about because he's dead or how he died. Well, people, I, not only did they not care about him, they tried to stay out of his way. Right. He exactly. was cruel as hell. Yeah, he was mean. If anything, and I hate to say it because, you know, I would never wish a bad thing on the guy. But it's showing you a way you don't want to live your life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with you. And I have to say I agree with Faz on the on the little Max thing. You know, that's just too bad. that they Can I just say it. something to you, Sherry, because I got it from a girl? Pump your brakes. Pump I your know. brakes. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Santa Rosa. That sounds nice. That might be the place for me. Settle down a little bit. Sounds like there's some kind of a great fucking Mexican festival there during the summer. Sounds warm. I like any EC that has like some Spanish in the title. Yeah, me too. The then you know you whatever. drink fucking tequila in the middle of the day. No one's going to make a big deal out of it. The cockfight going on. Start to talk like this. He has a big old bottle of tequila over here. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. If you say ma'am, you can get away. Those guys can get away with all kinds of shit. Sir, I took your shit on your floor, ma'am. Oh, he's so polite. Ma'am, my dick's hanging out of my pants right now. Ma'am, why don't you get down there and suck on it? Oh, a real gentleman he is. Does she blow him then, though? Yeah, of course they do. What are those fucking Mexican hogs going to do? Well, ma'am goes a long way. It does. When you start using it, drop dogsy and start using ma'am. All right, we're going to break here, Fezzy. Okay. Thank you. And remember to go to 202 Friends to sign up for the World Cup Bracket Contest. Already been there. Well, maybe not, probably not everyone has gotten in on it yet, and you got to get on it, in on it as the games start tomorrow. So you got to get on it tomorrow? Well, no, it's just everything's starting soon, so you want to make sure you got your bracket filled out. That's at 202 Friends, Ron and Fez League, password, hey. Uh, Fez has actually got brackets on his legs right now. Hopefully we won't have to have the operation if this takes, and we all hope it does. Right back, ma'am. It's Ron and Fez Show.
I get to heaven and Lil George isn't there, I'm just going to fucking turn heel on those pricks. Fuck this place. I'm going looking for him. It's Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, hanging out with you here on, um, I'm going to guess a weekday. I know that for a fact because I know I'm at work. And the U.S. soccer team isn't playing England, so this is definitely uh, a weekday. Uh, I got the ESPN on, and they're over there right now, and it's dark as hell. Yeah, the fucking uh, time difference is all fucked up. I can't. I wouldn't be able to live in Africa because I'd be like this. I can't believe how dark it is in the middle of the afternoon. This is fucking crazy over here. And let me uh, ask you this. If you were in Africa, would you be more scared if you're walking? Like, just picture you walking through the jungle. What would scare you more? Uh, a tiger? Like big teeth, ready to leap, or if you saw an African, it's really a toss-up. Either one of them is going to scare the shit out of you. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, plenty of stuff uh, going on, and I brought this up uh, about Mister T. He's uh, fifty-eight years young right now. Uh, he, he, of course, was part of the original A team. He's seen the A-team, and he said, uh, it's too graphic for me. Well, I'll put it there. It's too graphic for me. I've no doubt I'll do big business at the box office, but it's nothing like the show we turned out every week. People die in the film, and there's plenty of sex. But when we did it, no one got hurt, and it was all played for fun and family entertainment. These seem to be elements nobody's interested in anymore. So here's the question. Old A-team, new A-team. Is Mr. T right or Sour Grapes? Hicks, you first. New A-team. Fucking get with the goddamn times, Mr. T. Your crazy bullshit isn't going to fucking He can't get with the times. His neck hurts from carrying fucking chains around. Fezzy. I am with old A-team. Mr. T is right. They They come in, they play off of the name to try to get their movie made, and then they do discredit to the original product. It but never why, ends well, up being like the original. But why is it discredit? Because it's just you're just using the name. You're not doing anything. It's no homage. It's no... It's, nothing. it's a reimagination. What is? You're reimagining, Fez. Um, would you still want to see Batmans if they were done totally like the Adam West Batman? Um, I do agree that there's, this is what kills you about the American people. And I'm going to put the fault with the American people. If this fucking movie was called, you know, Success Squad or, you know, fucking Team, Team Destruction, it would get the slightest fucking buzz. They bought the title A team. And then they're going out and making any movie that they would have made on their own if they would have called it the success team or team explosion. So it's the American people that are to blame that suddenly they're like, I'm going to go see something because I'm very familiar with the name. I remember that. Um, I don't know how many times I can tell you you'll show up in a movie based on a TV show and it's nothing like it. Bewitched, of course, was nothing like Bewitched. Even some of the ones that are uh, pretty good still have nothing to do with the original. If you look at Mission Impossible, they took that, which was about this team that all did things together, and turned it into Tom Cruise, uh, American James Bond. He's got nothing to do with the original Mission Impossible. They're starting on their fourth movie. 
Uh, but with A-Team, they're even going down to the Mohawk, taking all the elements that they know will attract people, but then just dumping everything else. Not being true to their source, just using it to cash in on. Not to try to do anything that, you know, made people love the A-Team when they were kids. And would show, and that's the reason why they're showing up. Lost in Space was definitely a giant fucking leap from oh. uh, the TV show. And it was a disaster. But can we really sit around and say you'd want to see the TV show in a movie? The TV show already exists. You have it. Oh, God. I never saw people going crazy the way I did yesterday. The little girl from uh, years ago, Boy Meets World, was in the building. What was her name? Topanga. Topanga's in the building. Every fucking 30-year-old guy in this building was lined up to meet Topanga. Yeah, there were about 20 or 30 people standing outside in that goddamn hallway. But going crazy. Yeah, it was a buzz. There was a fucking buzz in the guy. In the, in Topanga's the here. I go, who the fuck is Topanga? <laughs> I saw her. She's looking good. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Ant, Tennessee. You're in Memphis. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, I was just going to tell Sam, calm down. It's not like somebody's trying to remake Raging Bull. It's the A-Team. It's going to suck, probably anyway. What do you expect from the movie? Quite frankly, I, like I haven't seen the movie, and it sucks, and the TV show sucks. <laughs> they all suck. Yeah. I don't even go a little further. Anyone who goes to the ATM sucks. Mr. T's not going. He already saw it. He already saw it. Said it had a lot of excitement in it and buzz, uh, but it's not his thing. It's not family entertainment. Um, let's go to Brad, Connecticut. Hey, how's it going? What can we do for you? What I say was that, uh, you know, this this new movie, this new A-Team movie, is just doing uh, exactly what the series could do back in the 80s. Yeah, of course, they didn't show people dying, didn't show sex and violence. Uh, so it's just uh, something different. I think it's going to be a pretty good movie. I think it's going to do well at the box office. I don't think it's, I, I don't know. Well, it's going to do good, like Mr. T said, because people are going to show up thinking this is something from their childhood, the A-Team, and it's not going to be anything like it other than the Mohawk. Captain Jack, you're on Run Fez. What's going on, buddies? Hey. Uh, yeah, no, the Pango was totally hot. It was everybody's, uh, every little kid's dream, just like six from Clifford Explains It All. Uh, I want to see what she looked like back in the day. Pull up. Uh, because <laughs> like I, she was like the slutty girl next door. Oh, she was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did see her, and she just seemed like a kind of a cute midget. <laughs> very uh, she's tiny. a little thing, right? Very, yeah. very tiny. Yeah, she was tiny, but I think she developed early. All right, there's Teen Tabanga fingering her own pussy. I'm going to guess <laughs> that this is a different one. <laughs> Checking out, buddies. All right, peace. Yeah, that's a different Topanga. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes. I think it's the one I saw yesterday. So what was her uh, role, basically? She was the girlfriend. It was, uh, remember Fred Savage? Uh, it was his little brother who was the star of the show, and she was the girlfriend. Uh, let's go over here to Chris. You're my first. 
Chris, go ahead. Hey, yeah, everybody forgets that Mr. T got his notoriety by beating the hell out of people in Tough Man contests. And he's worried about violence on television. I don't understand it. Well, he's... It was his TV show. He's talking about the pride in his work that he did on that show every week. All right. Yeah, uh, but he got, he got the famous by being in Tough Man contests and winning Tough There's Man There's nothing contest. to be proud of to be in... But you were in the fucking A-team. It was... Uh, you know, not a great fucking piece of work. Fred, Alabama. Hey, Fezzy is not just a mohawk. They've got the van, too. Mm. They got the van, too, Fez. Yeah, all that. Did you hate the new Scooby-Doo? Yeah, I didn't like the new Scooby-Doo. The Shaggy didn't even sound like Shaggy. They didn't even get anyone who could sound close. They just put Matthew Lillard in there. What's wrong with Matthew Lillard? Who we haven't seen in years since the new Scooby-Doo. SLC Punk. Yeah, he's he actually's had a pretty good, decent career. He's had good uh, roles. At least in terms of money. I mean, <laughs> he's done a lot of shit. I don't know if he's done anything I uh, I like. Scream one. All right, now you're on to something. Scream one is where it was all at. Hackers. Uh, he was oh yeah, serial hackers. Killer. He hacked a plan. All right, this, look, the guy's a fucking. The guy's the best. All right, this is stuff that they've already turned TV series into movies. Uh, Adam's Family. All right, I think that stayed a little truer. I think that stayed true. Adam's Family Values and Adam's Family's Reunion. Yeah, when they then they added a, a new kid in one of those, so they started to get away from it. Original Adam's Family liked it. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies, nope. They went ahead and just changed everything up. Bewitched. Bewitch, I did not see that with Will Ferrell. Brad, uh, Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch, they just went and totally goofed on it. That I can understand. If you're making a parody, that works. Yeah, at least you're staying true. They were still in 70s clothes. They at least stayed true in that respect. Car 54, where are you? Didn't see it. Care Bears. Didn't, I didn't, had no idea they made a movie. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, I didn't like it. Uh, Dragnet. Dragnet, just goofy. Didn't care for it. It was a parody. Yeah, but I still did, I, did, I didn't care for it. I didn't find it laughable. Uh, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard did not see it. Fat Albert. Fat Albert didn't see that either. Fugitive. Fugitive. I saw that a long time ago. I think that stayed pretty true. Did not stay true to the actual story of the, uh, the series, no. Went off into their own way. Oh, okay. I thought it did. I'm mistaken there. Get smart. Get smart. Um, I think that tried to stay true. They had a lot of the same characters come back. Mm. I Spy. I Spy didn't see it. I don't. I, I didn't see the TV show either. Mikhail's Navy. Mikhail's Navy didn't see it. Mission Impossible's. Saw it. Was actually. I didn't care for it. Did not care for it. Did you know the TV show? Knew the TV show a little bit, and they had changed everything there. Popeye. Popeye. Popeye stayed true. The Saint. The Saint didn't see it. Hmm. Simpsons movie. Did not. Never saw the Simpsons movie. Starsky and Hutch. Saw that. Parody. I liked it. SWAT. SWAT didn't see it. X-Files. 
X-Files, went to see it, but uh, made a mistake there because I never saw the TV show. Jim, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fez, how many of these movies you're passing judgment on did you actually see? I had no idea until I started to write it by them that the opinion came a little before uh, much else. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Your chance to be the king of the World Cup for the Ron and Fez show. Uh, going over there to 202 Friends Twitter, we put together a bracket league. Uh, your chance to find yourself. And today's the last day that you can join up. I'm looking over right now. 735. 735 people we have in our bracket league. So when you win this... You're winning something cool. At the end, we'll put together some kind of Ron and Fez uh, package deal for this, but more or less, it's all for fun. Now, HTG has started a league based on fantasy players, so you'd have to know somewhat about soccer to pull this off. I might just run in it and, and go on funny names. I might join this, just see if I can't get lucky doing funny names. Yeah, it's probably it's basically the place I'm going to be at since I know Dick. I don't know shit about soccer or anyone besides for fucking Ronaldo or whatever. Uh, HTG has that up, and we'll uh, make sure that we retweet that, as they say, on 202 Friends. Give them the hot retweet. Is Beckham playing in World Cup? No, Beckham got hurt. They were bringing him back to play, and he was only going to play uh, a certain amount of time but was going to have that locker room leadership. And I think Achilles tendon laid him out. I think he's almost done playing. Does he still have the leadership thing, or is he? Could... Apparently, they think he does. Wow, that I don't know. It's going to surprise you. Because when he came to LA Galaxy or whatever, it didn't. Seem... They hated him. Yeah. You see that uh, that uh, commercial, or whatever, with the Star Wars World Cup commercial? No. Has a bunch of like uh, has Snoop Dogg in it, and some soccer players, and like Liam Gallagher. It's very strange. All right, what are we waiting for? Let's get All right, it from hold on. Me. I always want to see whatever the world's watching. Uh, and uh, look up here, uh, Fezzi, the, that giant concert is starting, and it looks just enormous. The amount of people that have showed up for this in South Africa that are happy. Now, Fez, we're saying it's dark there because uh -huh. they're far in front of us. Not only that, it's winter. They're so far in front of us that it's 2011, I think, over there. How did they get to host this thing? It's a world. The whole world's getting involved. Uh, a lot of money went into it, particularly when there's a lot of poverty there. But South Africa is excited to have it. Uh, so this is Star Wars meets World Cup? Yeah, it's uh, titled uh, New Celebrity Star, Wars, Celebrity Star Wars World Cup Commercial. It's very strange. Boy, is that George Lucas a uh, fucking horror, isn't he? <laughs> I never know whether he's a horror or a pimp. Death punks and anything. Ah, the cantina. The Gallagher brothers. <laughs> it is kind of the world, is the Star Wars cantina. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. You're droids. They'll have to wait outside. I heartily agree with you, sir. 
Han Solo, I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. Fortin. Hey, Snoop. What's your problem? He doesn't like you. I don't like him. This little one's not worth the effort. I don't like you either. Well, I don't like you either, fool. Oh, you all son? Fed's talking about shit and all something from your youth, huh? Right. Snoop Dogg just wielding the lightsaber. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. There's Beckham. Talking to Greedo. The Gallagher brothers are just sitting there like freaks. Oh, Greedo got shot. Oh, just a joke to people now. Wasn't me. He's a good actor. He really is. And Adidas. Made no sense. No, zero sense, and we're all supposed to be laughing at it because we recognize people. Uh, look who it is. It's intern Darren. Hey, Darren. Buddies, how oh, buddy. hot is it in Africa that they have to wait until winter to host the World Cup outside? Yeah, I guess it gets hot as hell, but um, it's nice and, and chill there right now. The people well, look good. That's that's good, I guess. I mean, the sun's down. I guess that's got to be helping the temperature a little. Yeah. Uh, who are you picking in this, Darren? Uh, USA, baby. I'm a patriot. I love it. All right, pal. Look who it is. The guy who started us all off, the blowhard. Hey, blowhard. How you doing? I can't believe the number keeps going up. It's like a telethon when you go on that page and see the people who are signing up for this thing. Uh, you know, and uh, you know where we were about four years ago, eight years ago, nobody cared. Yeah, you might get 15 people Yeah, on a message board, 20 people, and uh, it's amazing. I think that the game might have a future after all in this country. Or it's, maybe people just want to enter a contest and just have some fun, but I think that a lot of people are interested. I talked to a lot of people, and they're asking me who I like, and... These are people who are just casual observers, and they just actually give a shit for a change, and that's pretty good. Now, Blowhard, I'm locked in. As you know, I had to turn my back on Ivory Coast since the injury, and for some reason I went with Spain. Just really on hunch, nothing else. Who did you pick to win it all? Uh, I got Spain in the final. Wow. But I got Holland to win Uh, it all. uh, That would be great. It would come down to me against you if that comes through. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I'm disappointed Norway didn't qualify, as you know. Yeah. Kind of sad. You know, the only Scandinavian team to make it was Denmark. But I think the African teams are going to shock a lot of people. There's going to be upsets. It's sort of like the March Madness brackets when everybody can just go for the chalk, you know, pick the favorite. But... You might see somebody like a Cameroon or a Ghana just, you know, get through. You know, you never know what could happen. I'm, it's so difficult. I went back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, the European teams, I think, if you're going to bet them, are really, really um, undervalued. And, uh, you know, I, I heard Fez pick Germany, right? Yep, yeah. A lot of picks I'm already second-guessing. I have Slovenia moving on. So in that group, you have who? Slovenia and that's the USA group. So you have Slovenia and uh, England or USA? 
Oh, maybe it was, uh, no, because I took England and USA. Uh, it must have been one of the other uh, Baltic countries. Oh, okay, because uh, it's a toss-up. I, I don't understand the logic when you can have a Spain, you know, being touted as one of the favorites, and then you can see a perennial winner like Argentina at around 7 or 8 to 1, 9 to 1. The betting is crazy. And yeah, it is it hard. Is... It's hard to figure out, but mainly that's because we don't follow the sport on a daily thing. Well, imagine if if we were just going from like, you know, Super Bowl four years ago, Super Bowl eight years ago. We'd be like, well, what about Tampa? Looks like they're ready to get going, you know. You know so the team that really scares me is always Brazil, and I hate to ignore them. Uh, I I just you know they're the best. They're the best, but for some reason, I just think it's going to be a European final. And I did get into the HTG thing. Uh, Blowhard United is up and running. and uh, Oh, you, you did go for that. Yeah. I was wondering whether you felt comfortable yeah, enough. In. And it's very easy. Basically, all they do is they just assign a dollar value to all the players mm-hmm. on their talent and star quality. And you get a, a salary cap. You're playing general manager. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is just pick a minimum. I think it's like four midfield, four defenders, four, four. You got to get a roster. And right. You got to keep it under the amount of money. It's very, very easy to do. You just have to. You can even just guess on that one. It's not just about the brackets. You can guess on that one too because it's uh, after the first round. I guess you got to redo your roster with a new salary cap. But it's just you can pick the best players. That the strategy is: do you pick the highest paid players? and mix it with really bad scrubs, or do you stay in that mid-range and just pick mid-range players to score? So I think the HTG one's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see how it turns out. I uh, I went down that whole roster. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's we've got over 100 people playing on that game, which is a little more complicated. But on the bracket game, we're at 763 right now. Wow. Very, very cool. And to think that just the other day I had 14 people. I even posted it on ronfez.net. And because I guess I'm the heel on that board now, they took it down. You're kidding me, really? I swear to God, I posted it. I said, you know, I, I put it on the new uh, GVAC board, that V3. Mm-hmm. They put it up. And then I, I said, let me put it on ronfez.net. And underneath my name, they said something like drop dead or something. And then they just moved it off the board completely. So times certainly have changed But ronfez.net, Ronnie. I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who these people are. You know, one time it was a really nice, friendly place. And they took down my pool. Well, let's just focus on the fun blowhard. You got we seven. Got, we got Twitter two o two, and we got some good pools going. And uh, I can't wait tomorrow morning. Mexico versus the host country should be fun. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, guys, take care. Peace. Mm. Uh, Bobby, uh, Georgia. Uh, look, black eyed peas are out there already. They're getting retarded. What do you say, hey. Bobby? Hey, Ronnie, I know why it's dark over there right now. Why is that? It's the dark continent. It's always dark there. Uh, Black Eyed Peas are singing to the world. Black Abba is out there making things happen. They're dressed up like it's the future. They are sincerely the biggest band in the world. The whole world is watching. Some of the people writing in, I I don't like soccer. I don't like to hear about it. It'll be gone in a month. July 11th. By July 12th, it'll be out of your hair. That's really awesome, especially for the fancy aspect. 
Yeah, it gets to go on for a while. All right, I'm definitely going to go home and try to put together a fantasy team. I'm oh, already yeah. pissed off, though, before I even try. <laughs> Why? I just, I don't, I don't feel strong about it. It's okay. It's going to be very frustrating when you put up some big cash for someone who's not performing. What are you going to do? We got to do a break. Be right back to wrap up the show. Don Fez. like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. We're on a Fez show. All right, I'm looking at some of these Topanga pictures. Yeah. Uh, she peaked long before I saw her yesterday. Teen Topanga? Or no, not Topanga. Teen Topanga. Do you, are you familiar with Teen Topanga? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely was like, wait a minute, is that the real Topanga when I first saw the file name or whatever? I'm like, oh, shit, she kind of looks like her. All right. Except for a Teen Topanga has braces. Which is better. We're up over 800 players, 800 teams. In our league, uh, Blowhards League uh, that we all jumped into with them, but uh, it's Ron and Fez League. Go over there on uh, 202 Friends. Davey Mack would have liked to have been here for Topanga yesterday, huh? Oh, he would have lost it. Yeah. I know because his little partner was waiting down there. I can't wait to see Topanga. 70 Rock. Yeah. You wait here way after the ONA show. He rocks like this. Uh, Ron, if you'd like to get a picture with the panga, let me know. I got a camera if you want to get a panga picture. Well, I can see it back here. Back in the day, as they say, she was quite a little looker. Yeah, I think that was a late 80s, early 90s day. And then you never see Rudy from the Cosby Show. Where would I see her? I have no idea. Cosby Show's off the air. Uh, Fez, this came in. Uh, Matthew Lillard was in Jay Moore's film, uh, The Groomsman. Oh, all right. I missed that. You miss a lot when it comes to these. You're like me with soccer. 
I can have an opinion on something I know nothing about. World Cup. You can help our buddy Franklin out by voting for him. You go to 202 Friends, uh, click the link there. It'll give you all the information you need uh, to vote for Franklin for to uh, win in this Pepsi Refresh project that he is a part of. That's at 202friends on Twitter.com. It's like a fantasy team? No, it has nothing to do with a fantasy team. This is a project he's working on teaching inner city kids about film. I see. And having them make their own films. How to sit and watch them. Today's film will be called Last Night in Brooklyn. I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, something on this would have been great day for Dave, too. Uh, a Miller's Crossing and then a Q&A with the star. Where is this happening? Bastiazda. Holy shit. I know. Doesn't it seem like everything's going on around here that Dave would have uh, been 100% involved in? It's very ironic. I know. It's weirding me out all week. And uh, obviously, you know, losing Dave is a blow to us. But we've been talking to some possible new uh, Daves earlier this week. David Mamet. What did you guys think of him? I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's got some writing skills there that he was bringing to the table. All right, also after that, Bill Walton, who has a lot of Dave in him, let's face it, and loves the Grateful Dead. What would you think of Bill? Aces. I love him. You like them aces? Yeah. Would you like him enough to do short little shoot set? Yeah, six shooters. Okay. Uh, then we had Joan Rivers, who I found to be just adorable, and I think that she would give us... That thing that we always look at, which is like an older Jewish uh, woman's version of what's going on in the world. Yeah, she was my front runner mm -hmm. for the job. I really like Joan Rivers. Mm. Well, the thing with Joan Rivers, she would be replacing you. Oh. So it would be a matter of getting like Mamet and Walton and Joan Rivers. Really do like that Joan, though. Really, really sweet person. Um, here is, um, let's go over here to Alex. Alex in Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I got. Uh, I have two radio shows, and um, great. I was just, impressed. <laughs> I was just wondering, don't you think Frank would have a better chance of winning if he uh, teamed up with the likes of Paulo? I think he should have done that. To tell you the truth, okay. I yeah, I think that he should have been all over that. The only other friend I have with two radio shows is doing something today to uh, save Fast Forward, or Flash Forward. That is uh, the PreventTheBlackout.com and David Mullen. The blackout going on today at the ABC headquarters in New York uh, between 3 and 5 p.m. Mm. I may go over there and faint on my way home, or blackout, as we like to say. Blackout. It's kind of confusing, though, with the uh, blackout term. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's, I know it's seeing the future, but I black out all the time. I've never seen shit. I, know. I just don't remember. I know. That's your problem, though. All right, I want to get into something. When we were saying looking for people to replace Dave. 
Uh, and we've really come up with some fun names this week, some people that I think would work out. I don't know if any of them are 100% uh, yet, though. Well, I know, you know? Mamet uh, talks shit about me to you, so no thanks. But everything he said was 100% correct. And he is my best friend, whether we pick him or not. Um, but one of the things that I'm looking for and uh, the guy to replace Dave is the same exact things that Dave had. I need him to be uh, a great kind of public speaker. And I also need him to be a fantastic writer. Um, those, thing, those two things alone are very, very difficult to find. If not, Hicks, I would go so far um, to say almost impossible. But I've said this before time and time again with Dave. I need somebody who has a degree in Western medicine, who understands Western medicine, but then also understands an Eastern philosophy and could pull both of those things together, the best of the old, the best of the new. I need somebody who I would say would be a spiritual leader for the show. So if I can't have Eastside Dave McDonald, maybe I can have Mr. Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra is in studio with us. How are you, sir? I'm great, Ron. Thanks for having me. And you have the show playing uh, on Sirius Radio on Saturday afternoon. Right, and it's repeated all day long, so uh, you can hear it right through Sunday. So when you put something together like this, it's a lot different than, I guess, the way you got your start, uh, a way of communicating with people. Yeah, it's reaching a much larger audience. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I bring in scientists and thinkers and philosophers and artists, which we... Um, we also address some of the bigger issues, uh, you know, like what's happening in the world, conflict right. resolution, environment. Well, I'd said this kind of pretty early on about you, that you kind of took the Eastern philosophy, Western medicine, and you've taken some ancient things and, and some new technologies and brought them all together. Yeah, I use a lot of the wisdom traditions, particularly from the East and their insights, but I try to also see how modern science and ancient wisdom can come together uh, to give us a, a confluence of ideas that uh, helps in our creativity, in our imagination, in our future evolution. Well, you brought up about the big problems, and we look at the world, and for some reason, 
and I don't know whether it's just cynicism, cynicism, but it seems like every year it gets bigger and every year it gets more complex. It gets bigger, it gets more complex, but there are amazing things happening as well. And that's mm-hmm. one of, I think, one of the things that I try to do in my show to highlight the things that are happening so that we change our conversation. For example, there are scientists working on algae from the oceans mm-hmm. and microorganisms from the ocean that would replace um, oil mm-hmm. for energy. Now, that's very innovative. Yesterday on my show, I had a, uh, an ecologist from Zimbabwe who's figured out how the animals would move and herds would move without human interference. And within, uh, within two years of doing this, the savanna, the grasslands are coming back, the weather patterns are changing, flora and fauna are flourishing, uh, the water buffaloes and the elephants are multiplying, the lions and tigers and cheetahs are back, and the government is now focusing on ecotourism as an economy. So when you look at this interrelationship between ecology, the world of nature, economy, mm-hmm. sustainability, even violence and genocide are the product of of poverty and social inequities and e- economic disparities. So, you know, when you start to change the conversation, people see the tremendous creativity in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a chance of actually going beyond the problems that you talk about. You yeah. know, there's so many special interest groups. You know, but uh, if you read the Wall Street Journal this morning, uh, the value of British petroleum in one day has dropped by 50%. Right. So, you know, the world is now ready to say, hey, this is not, this is, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then as, as far as for the individual too, I've noticed that sometimes as soon as you become aware of some of the things, like some of the things you've talked about now I hadn't heard about, but sometimes when a word will come up or a new movement, suddenly then once you hear it the first time, it pops up everywhere. It pops up. Well, that's called synchronicity. It seems yeah. like it's in the field and a lot of people are thinking about it. So, you know, many scientific discoveries actually were like that. Charles Darwin and a man called Wallace came up with the theory of evolution exactly at the same time. Calculus was in the mind of Isaac Newton and a French mathematician scientist called Laplace at the same time. So it seems like there, there is an idea that's non-locally circulating in the field of consciousness, and it suddenly actualizes as information in separate, separate places. places at the same time. And it's almost In other a, words, our thoughts are not our own. They're, they're part of the collective psyche, what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious. You know what's really interesting in the same way? I have talked to so many songwriters, some of the greatest songwriters sure. of all time, and so many times I'll hear them talk about the song just showing up. Showing up. That it's like some days they're working real hard, there's nothing, and then one day... The, the song is just there. Well, that's true creativity, true mm. insight. It's almost like a quantum leap in an idea. So you have an idea, and then you have a new idea, and the new idea has nothing to do with the previous idea. And you say, where the heck did this come from? And many scientific discoveries are like that. For example, the benzene ring, the scientists who describe the benzene ring, which is a very basic structure in chemistry, uh, he had it in a dream. He had it in a dream. He had it in a dream. Uh, and as you talk with people, these types of things happen all the time. Somehow you just got to slow yourself down and what to create. You got to do. slow yourself down. And I think today there's a new movement. It's called collective intelligence, 
collective creativity. So you get a group of people in a room, you take them into, which I do actually as an exercise, you get mm-hmm. a group of people in a room. Let's say we have a difficult case in somebody has cancer or something. And, you know, uh, I've frequently gotten a group of doctors who are not specialists, you know, because specialists are very kind of tied to their own field. So I get a group of generalists and uh, say, this is a difficult case. This, this, um, uh, this is the situation. Don't know what to do. And we all take them into meditation and then, you know, they come up with ideas and frequently happens is lots of people will come up with the same idea and you know that they've hit upon a solution. So with the technology that we have now, with, you know, um, uh, in cyberspace and all these networks of information, I think um, one of the things I'm involved with right now is Yahoo Answers, mm-hmm. where we pose a question and then Put it out there. You know, there's a village in Africa with a lot of uh, AIDS. Uh, The women are disempowered. The economy is bad. This is the village. These are the surrounding situations. What do you think we should do? Within 24 hours, you get 24,000 of 30,000 answers. And when you sift through them, you'll find that there will be about... Uh, 100 or 200, which are all exactly the same. And then we look at them, you kind of hone in on the solution very frequently because this is the time where we have the technology to harness collective intelligence, collective creativity, and collective intention. And yet sometimes some people seem to be better off working alone. Like one person will go alone, come back with it, and that'll be the seed of the idea. Yes, working alone, because solitude is not being alone. Solitude is, in a sense, being connected with the wholeness. The interesting thing is with all this technology you're still doing, you're speaking towards, I've seen you speak before, and it's an amazing uh, experience. Anybody wants to be part of this, go to DeepakChopra.com. There's uh, tour dates out there. But why do you think that still works, the fact that you can reach people through so many different ways and still to be in the room and do this. You know, the reason I tour and speak to live audiences is that I'm always um, playing with ideas in my own mind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm not 100% sure whether, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm have the right insight. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm speaking, frequently I find myself watching myself speak and I find myself saying things that I didn't plan to, and then I find the response from the audience, and that leads to something new. So all my books come through that process. And there is kind of an evolution to your work. Uh, yes. We talked about before that you know some of the, the things that you've, you've taught us are ancient, ancient stuff that people can go through. But what for you has maybe changed in your philosophy since you started on this path? Is there one major thing that's changed? Well, you know, I started off being a technician looking at the human body. Mm -hmm. I moved to the mind and the relationship between the mind and the body. Then I moved to a deeper level uh, of consciousness, which for lack of a better word, called the soul spirit, which Mm -hmm. is more transpersonal, which goes beyond your individuality. And now I'm really looking at uh, environmental and social issues and political issues because I think uh, in the end it's all about healing. Healing is the same thing as wholeness. And you can't Mm -hmm. heal unless you look at uh, the environment, at communities, at people, at their deeper longings and aspirations 
and the creativity that sets us apart from other species. Mm. And it's about each individual and then about all of us in a collective. Yeah. You know, in India, we have a mythology that there are stages in life. So the first stage is all about learning. Mm -hmm. The second stage is all about acquisition. The third stage is uh, contribution. And the fourth is renunciation, which means you're still contributing, but you have no personal investment. Mm. And I think I'm somewhere in the autumn and winter now. So I'm in the third and fourth stages. Uh, and it, it's sometimes like we don't go through stages. We have to say to ourselves, stop being, you know, stop acting younger, stop, you know, it's good to move through. All these yeah, stages. well, I think it's a sequential, natural, spontaneous mm -hmm. evolution and, uh, and uh, unfoldment. You just have to decide to go with the flow. Uh, isn't it interesting, too, as we're talking about the, uh, you know, the entire world community, the World Cup's going on right now, and to see these people come together and they're, they're like kind of our healthiest, you know, most exciting young people and all the fans come around, um, it does seem like people are more alike than they are different. Uh, yes, in the, in the deeper domain, we all have the same longings, the same aspirations, the same quest for meaning, purpose, happiness. Um, but again, I'm coming back to technology. I mean, World mm -hmm. Cup brings together so many people from different parts of the world into one event. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking myself, can we create networks globally for well-being, whether it's economic well-being or social well-being, community well-being, physical well-being, environmental well-being, or even networks for happiness, because it turns out that everything you experience is contagious. You know, if you have a happy friend, mm -hmm. it, your happiness will go up by 10%. If your happy friend has a happy friend, it goes up by another 15%. If the happy friend has another happy friend, it goes up by another 10%. So it's not six degrees of separation we should be talking about, but six degrees of connectivity. Yeah. And when we realize that, you, you can actually create support systems for just about everything. And the new research is showing that actually the support systems have a remarkable ef uh, effectiveness in, in the healing process. For example, if you have a, a group of women with breast cancer and they're all in a support system, their survival rate doubles. Mm. Does negativity move the same way? Do you have to be careful not yep. to bring a everything negative is, life? Everything yeah. is infectious. We are, you know, as the Buddha said, inter-beings that inter-arise in the inter-isness. There's no such thing as a totally separate individual. You're part of a, a collective information field, a collective um, energy field, and also part of a consciousness. So if I find myself in a screaming match with a cab driver... Uh, next thing I know, somebody in L.A. might be in some kind of trouble, someone I've never well, thought of. theoretically. But, yeah. you know, you've, you've seen what happens in mobs. Right. You know, when people reach a critical mass, then everybody goes violent. Well, the same thing is true of people who are at peace and enjoying themselves. And uh, don't they even show that chemical reactions kind of work the same way, too? Yeah, it's almost like it's in nature itself. There, there are some very interesting and controversial studies that show that when you have a large group of people who are in meditation together, their serotonin levels go up, but then you measure the serotonin levels of people on the street who are not in that right. same, they go up too. So you're just connecting people without anybody even being aware of it. Yeah, mm. you, you're uh, not an isolated person. What are, uh, what about the next book that you write? Read some of the stuff that you might be doing, some with Marianne Williamson and some other I just people? did a book with Marianne yeah. Williamson. It's called The Shadow Effect. It's about when things go wrong, mm -hmm. the dark side, the diabolical side, 
the secretive side? Why did the governor of New York uh, seek a prostitute? Why did the governor in, uh, in where was it, North Carolina, have a secretive affair or one yeah. of our presidential candidates? Why did Bernie Madoff do what he did? You know, there's a diabolical side to human nature. It's called the shadow, and everybody has it, actually. And if they think they can get away with it, if there is anonymity, if there's permission to do harm, if there are other people doing it, if you're secretive about it, if you suppress it, you know, the Catholic Church, which condemns homosexuality as a sin and hides pedophiles in its clergy, mm-hmm. happens a lot in religious institutions as well, and politicians, because religious people and politicians are forced to put on a mask that's not conforming to who they really are. So you would, it's much healthier to come in and say, hey, I'm interested in drugs and I like a lot of girls and, and get that it's out. It's much then. healthier because yeah. then, yeah, you first of all, you have nothing to defend mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, and the second thing is that you realize that everybody has that tendency if they had that opportunity. When you embrace your shadow, when you forgive your shadow, when you share your shadow, you ask for help. Alcoholics do it all the time. Right. You know, when they're in trouble, they have a sponsor. They say, this is me, I want help. Mm-hmm. So the more trans... And you know, we're coming to an age where nothing is going to be a secret anymore. Sure, so because you know, of the internet is trans- you go back to. Everything is transparent. But like you said, with the alcoholism, uh, as soon as you can say, I'm an alcoholic, get that out of the way... All that is uh, kind and of opened up. And you find people supporting you because yeah. they see that, you know, this is true for them as well. Yeah. You know, the, some, to have weaknesses is not to be flawed. Right. You know, to have weaknesses to be complete. Yeah, like... Even, no, you know, if you were totally perfect, you'd be a very boring person. <laughs> well, what about for you? How do you deal with the, the shadow stuff that you feel? Because we've never had that experience where... You know, hey, I've, we heard, I've talked about my yeah. my my uh, predisposition to addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. So when I was a young intern and resident, I uh, you know, was a chain smoker. When I drank, I drank excessively, so I didn't drink regularly because... When I did, it was always, you know, to the edge. Um, I experimented with drugs when I was a young person. So, you know, I like to say I moved from spirits to spirit. Mm -hmm. That's that's, the gift that the shadow brings. That's the gift that that it opens up for you. that you find that there is a purpose to your shadow. And normally, uh, it's been my experience that when you meet people, they kind of went up to that line and came back, or, you know, they've had early troubles of different kinds. They do tend to be more interesting people because it... To, to kind of make that deal gives them a kind of wins, yeah. wisdom. You know, they, they, they can talk about their experience and their struggles with the experience and they're falling down and they're getting up and they're persevering and finally, you know, they've been to the mountain and back. So they have a, they have a, a legitimacy to them when they talk. Is uh, writing with other people, is that fun for you? Is it a different experience? for? It's not a thing I do usually, but mm-hmm. if I find somebody who uh, you know, can, can compliment my work, then I do it. So, I've, you know, I've written 60 books, but uh, at least five or six have been co-written with other people. Um, but through this time, do you feel like you're telling us the same things over and over? Like, are we getting it? It's, are we getting it at all? A lot of people aren't, but <laughs> you know, but it doesn't matter. I still have to do it. You still have to do it. Yeah. This is your calling. Yeah. Uh, your chance, uh, and every uh, every week this goes down. Saturdays from 12 to 1 p.m. on uh, 
Star on the Stars Channel. It's XM 155, Sirius 152. You can hear Deepak Chopra. And then it replays all day long. And then go to DeepakChopra.com That's right. uh, to get the chance to hear the man speak. It's always an interesting thing. And a lot of really great people come out to see you speak, so you get to meet all kinds of other folks. Thanks, Iran. Thank you so much, me. my friend. Thank you. was weird when I was uh, walking him out. I just got in a fist fight with Deepak Chopra. Oh, no. And uh, ah, he hits hard. I did not expect that. That guy hits like a mule. Uh, sweet guy. Maybe uh, he would be good to replace Dave. I wish I would have met him in the crazy days or his kind of uh, Dave times. He's a binge or was a binge drinker. Yeah, like all of us were. I really don't like the people who have uh, haven't gone out to the to the edge. You gotta fucking touch it a little bit, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know, but you don't have to set up camp the way you have, Hicks. Nothing wrong with that either. I, I go over. I go out to the edge. There you are, dangling your feet over. You're spitting on it, and you've been out there for years. You have got to go from spirit to spirit. Well, it's always something a little weird here on the Ron Fish Show. You never know who's going to drop by. Or Frank Can he sign some stuff for us? Yes, he did. A couple of uh, Deepak Chopra's books. i like to start hanging out with Deepak more. He said, this is very interesting, and you made me bring up personal things. I haven't done that in a while. Very, very refreshing. That really should be from India. It would have been a whole better scene for me. It's good food. Thing is, I like a chair. I'll never sit on top of a train. Ever. Not going to happen. You don't like uh, cushions? Like a big room with cushions? Like a water pipe. And the best thing I like about Indians is when they wear feathers in their hair. That's a different kind of Indian. Pump your brakes, buddy. Pump your brakes. Uh, 202 Friends. Let's see how many, uh, if we can all enjoy the next uh, month together. Wow. We're at 849 right now and counting. And believe it or not, uh, 127 people have joined the hard league. I'll be there tonight. I know you will be, brother. You'll be out there one more time howling at that moon. 
And you got one more silver dollar. You know what a big fan uh, Dave is of Deepak? That would have been perfect for him. Give him some advice. I would have liked to have seen Deepak uh, talk with Odie. That would have been my favorite. Miss Oldie. Oh, we all do. Good old Oldie. Does it always say, fuck yeah. All right, that's it for us. Fezzy, you got anything you need to plug? Just want to remind people, to two friends, join the world with the World Cup Bracket Contest at two friends. Ron and Fez League, password, hey, you can get there through ESPN.com as well. And if you're going to be part of the safe flash forward blackout, that's today from 3 to 5 outside the ABC headquarters in New York City. Uh, on West 66th Street, you can find more blackout places where they're trying to save the show at preventtheblackout.com. Take care, everybody. And that's the end of my show. Donk.